Por el camino del desierto El viento me despeina Sueva aroma de colita No nada, nada de labios Ella de lo lejos Una luz en tela La idea de Mercán De mí por en la noche Ella estaba a la entrada Y la campana de sonar ya mi mismo esto puedo del cielo ella se me una vela y nuestra de camino soy voz del coreador y yo te di que diciendo welcome to the hotel california such a love place such a love place welcome to the hotel california such a love place Such a lovely place. Ella lo lado que brillaba en una Mercedes, rodea chico guapo. Cuando va en el patio, perfuma de verano, hay que ver para recordar y otra para olvidar. Le pide el capitán que sirva el vino y me dijo no hemos tenido el talcón. Desde sentir de nueve, la voz se que llamando, desde yo a despertar, la noche para decir, welcome to the hotel. En el pejo, en el techo, la champana en el hielo. Y ella dijo, somos todos prisioneros, por propia voluntad. Y a los cuatro principales hacen su siesta, atacan a la bestia, pero no la logran matar. Mi último recuerdo, coreaste de la puerta, debía encontrar el camino por donde había llegado. El acérdico portero, con eso no recibir, puede salir cuando quiere, pero nunca de partir. Welcome to the Hotel California. Such a love place, such a love place. Welcome to see you in California. Such a love place, such a love place.
You're listening to the Black Sky Legion podcast, your source for space game news, real space, and sci-fi updates. Búscalo, búscalo. That was Tonino Bayardo, Mexican guitar Jesus. You got to love that man and the Gypsy Kings as a whole. Amazing. Just mwah, 11 out of 10. Good stuff. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to Black Sky Legion, episode 93, an evening at the Astro Pub. That's right, people. We're going to have some fun with Paul, a.k.a. Astro Pub a legend in the star citizen community so i hope you guys are ready for some fun times i am your host kai zen i am drinking well uh we've got dirty bastard from founders beer it's a scotch style ale uh that's in my right hand and in my left hand well i can't really make up my mind i've got two glasses once Pops McCann's old-style pre-prohibition Irish whiskey, and the other is a bottle of 6 and 25 grade bourbon whiskey from my uh, good friend Project 675. I love that we have listeners that send us alcohol. Um, so more people should do it. Feel free. Why not? Whatever. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-pilot, Roy Cookson, say hello to the beautiful people, Roy, and tell us what you're drinking tonight. Good evening, everyone. Happy Friday. Glad you're here with us. I think we've got an awesome guest and an awesome show tonight. Um, tonight, I am uh, I'm I'm taking it a bit smoother this evening uh, than the hard mm -hmm. stuff. I'm mm -hmm. drinking a California Cabernet Sauvignon from uh, Folk and Fable, their private reserve. So it's a easy, easy drinking, nice beverage. Very fancy. Nice, nice. And let's mix it up. Let's jump right to the guest. Paul, Astro, a.k.a. Astropub. I, I'll just call you Astropub. What are you drinking tonight, brother? I am drinking something from Thirsty Planet Brewery, which is here in Austin, a local in Austin, called oh. Thirsty Goat. It's a, it's a really good beer. Uh, it's an amber ale. They do, <clears throat> do some really good kind of microbrewery down here. So now, it's very nice. You know that you're required by law to have that with some good barbecue. What, 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 what yes, you, of course. What are you having? Uh, of course, we've, I, I've just finished having um, spare ribs. Oh. So, Where'd you get yeah. them from? H-E-B. Uh, oh. H-E-B, cooked them up, you Bro. know, that kind of stuff. So, Bro, the H -E legit, the H-E-B uh, uh, Carnegie Sada, it's, mm -hmm. it's like... Like, I mean, yeah, you could definitely hit Taco Cabana, but you could just go to H-E-B and get two orders yeah. of that, take it home, and enjoy it on your own. Hell yeah. It's a lot cheaper, too. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm a huge fan of H-E-B. I wish to hell we could get them up here in Philly, but unfortunately, solamente por Texas. See. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Um, I, it's Friday, thankfully. Uh, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. my day job is over with, and now I can I can do the 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 content creation job. So mm -hmm. yeah, and I know you got some plans for later on this evening. A little Zeno threat fun, a little some some. A little Zeno threat was a little bit of Argos, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That sounds the legit. best shape in the verse. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, all right, and let's hop over to uh, Tweet, my main man. What you drinking tonight, and how you doing? 
I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. I, uh, of course, I have my coffee with me with some, you know, some of that fine, fine six and 20 peach cream in there. That, that's some good stuff. I don't know how they do it, but they make some magical tasting stuff. How do you have any left? I ran through mine in six hours. Moderation, <laughs> my friend. Moderation. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And Wolf Dragon, how you doing tonight? Hello, hello. Hope everyone's having a wonderful, fine Friday evening. I have just cracked open my bottle of 6 and 20's Carolina Peach Cream. And uh, like Kai, this thing's going to die tonight. Mm-hmm. It wait, wait. is too good. That's so creepy. When you say, like Kai, this thing's going to die tonight, I'm like, what do you know about my future that I don't? Oh, I see all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fuck, man. Kai, he's leaning into doors? it. <laughs> yeah. did, did, you, did you lock the doors before you started the recording? That's the, the question. I mean, mm. yeah. I, the, the good news is I no longer have to worry about my taxes. All right. Uh, <clears throat> beautiful. <laughs> Guys, I... I, I hope that you are all uh having a good night and drinking something nice uh out there uh <laughs> lol kai watch your back all right you know we're gonna do something different everybody while the plugs are playing i want you guys to all type what you're drinking in the chat let's 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 hear what you guys have and we got a lot to get to tonight we've got highford's cash question mark in elite we've got Xeno Threat and uh, Free Fly in Star Citizen, as well as a Roundup. We've got more speculation than you could shake a stick at in Nomansky and other cool games to talk about. All this and more, so stay tuned. If you're listening to us on the podcast and would like to see the live show and visuals, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Legion and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash BlackSkyLegion. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch and would like to know how to catch our podcast, check out anchor.fm forward slash BlackSkyLegion. For sending us your thoughts by email, you can reach us at BlackSkyLegion at gmail.com. Our very active and growing Black Sky Legion Discord can be found at tinyurl.com forward slash BSL Discord, where you can check out community feedback, resources on Elite Dangerous, Star Citizen, and No Man's Sky, and get real-time updates from a variety of content creators. In addition to the Discord community feedback channel, feel free to write in our YouTube comments anything about the topic of the week. As well as anything else you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Also, if you're enjoying the show on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe and click on the bell. It really helps us out. On Twitch, a follow would be much appreciated. We record live every Friday night at 8pm Eastern, midnight UTC, so come and join in on the fun. If you're listening to us on the podcast, please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you use. And let us know if there's a format you want us to look into. And most importantly, tell your friends about the show. You're listening to the Black Sky Legion! Subscribe if you want! Who fucking cares? Goddamn right, Burger Ant. Subscribe if you want. Who fucking cares? All right. Let's get this shit rolling. So, <clears throat> right off the bat, uh, our as I said, our opening song was Hotel California by the Gypsy Kings. That was Tonino Bayardo. Killing it on the guitar. Our closing song is going to be Over the Rainbow by Stanley Jordan. Black guitar. Jesus. Well, him and Jimmy. You got to share. 
But, uh, yeah. Whoo! We've gone through who's drinking what. We've done our hellos. Uh, let's hop right in with our guest interview. We've got the Astro Pub with us tonight. Paul, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, where you do it, how you do it, how often, whatever. Oh, hello. Welcome, everybody. My name is Paul Berserker01, Batman Shelley, your humble host and space bartender at the Astro Pub, your uh, facilitator on the captain's table and your professor at Galactic Historian. Uh, I do lots and lots of content mostly for star citizen and i don't sleep i, I don't know how to how to uh, illustrate that anymore <laughs> anyone else so the captain's table you've got a lot of like guests come on you do a round table you interview people you talk about things you get lots of different viewpoints your lore series that you do you dive deep and just kind of really sort of give people the inside scoop and and go ham on on the underlying lore of Star Citizen and bring it to people. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you first became involved with the project and some of your highlights and experiences with Star Citizen thus far? Ah, well, um, my my experience with Star Citizen starts back in the dark times. The uh, the the 2013 just like a year after the the game had actually been not even a full year after the game had been pitched uh i bought in on august of 2013 um i hadn't done any content creation or anything else like that i was just interested in in uh playing a game like star citizen i had i like many people at the time i was like i'd love to see uh, something like star citizen for years and years and years but Never did. And when I heard about this project, I immediately jumped on board or I said, I said I would jump on board when they had an alpha, uh, something to start with, something to play. And I'd heard that they released the hangar module. So I jumped in and pledged and, um, I haven't looked back since in terms of that. Um, but as, as I've, as I've been playing star citizen, I got involved in a couple of orgs that eventually folded. And, um, when, the first what was called the dogfight module was coming out. Mm -hmm. I decided that I was going to try to do content creation. I had always said I was going to do content creation, but I hadn't really sat down and done it. Um, and so I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get it started. And so I started streaming Star Citizen way back in July or August of 2014. One of those two. And okay. I've basically been streaming Star Citizen ever since. Beautiful. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, everything else just kind of came from that. I, I was originally part of a, of a, of a uh, podcast called, uh, uh, I think it was called uh, Starcast, mm -hmm. which was um, about Star Citizen. And that folded. And when that folded, I just made Captain's Table. And I've been doing it for five years now. And I got involved in kind of lore stuff with Star Citizen, found out no one was doing content on it, really, or people were doing kind of one-off content. And said, mm. you know what? I'm going to sit down, use my, my history background, because I'm IRL, a his, uh, history teacher. Nice. And um, so I use that as a basis for talking about Star Citizen. And I've been doing that for three years, four years now. So um, it just, it's just been like finding interesting projects to do and just just going <laughs> and, and finding out how to, how to make it work as, as I go along. So Now, if a person such as myself 
wanted to see a sexy, sexy man uh, throw up some devil fingers with a plastic <laughs> space helmet on and yeah. groove out like Molly's going, uh, what would they have to do on your stream? <laughs> well, first they'd have to, they'd have to do, go to twitch.tv slash the Astro Pub uh-huh. and uh, subscribe. That would probably be a good one. Um, and then... Follow and subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com slash the Astro Pub and uh, twitter.com slash the Astro Pub. Literally the Astro Pub on everywhere. Mm. You name it. It's probably it's probably my account. Yeah, yeah. And then you get to see him literally midstream throw on the the little little helmet and 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 do the devil fingers and start doing a little Mario dance with the. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a pub. You have to have a party, you know? Like like you you you, you expect people when you go into a bar or a pub, you expect <laughs> an engagement entertainment. So, mm-hmm. if someone's going to bring the party, then I'm going to, you know, dance a little bit. See, this is the moment where if we had really good production values, I would be able to hit a button and you would hear, <laughs> "It's like a party in my mouth." <laughs> right on. And everyone is invited. Uh, Whoa, hey now. Hey now. All right, beautiful. Um so everybody, you've got the links. I posted them in the chat. We'll have them in the show notes. Go check out Paul. Go check out the Astro Pub. Uh both his uh, single uh person sort of content where he does uh, either him just streaming him playing or him doing a lore segment, as well as top-notch sort of um, kind of roundtable panel discussions, interviews, what have you. Uh, Katie was on his show a couple weeks back with uh, Mechanic Man and Enterprise. Uh, I really like the show that you did, <sighs> gotta be about eight, nine, ten months ago, with... Um, Who's the guy? I'm blanking on all three of their names, but it's uh, the black guy who is a aer- aeronautical engineer IRL. The the young guy who's sort of new to start Nerzel or Narzel or whatever that's new to Star uh, Citizen. Na- Nazareth. Nazareth. Nazareth yeah. And then the other dude who is like the the salty dude. Uh, he's like salty H. Mike, H. but not Mike. H. C. Vert. Okay. And who's the who's the guy that's the IRL aeronautical engineer that he I, works I feel on? Bad because. He works on like I know who you're talking about. My he, brain's farting on it. Hold on. He works it's, on like refuelers um, and 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 whatnot for I think the Air Force. Uh, yes, it's um, and I feel bad about it because I've known him for a long time. I just haven't talked with him in a long time, so I'm just like, uh, um. See, I'm shit with everybody's names, but that guy's content. <laughs> that guy's content is really good because he constantly does content where he's like he looks at Star Citizen ships and updates and whatever, but from the background of talking as a real um, sort of what do you call it, a uh, real engineer, real, yeah. real. He's actually not... in the. He was actually in the Air Force as well. Yeah, yeah. So like he takes his own his own logistical background as an, in the Air Force. Yeah, so. yeah. So um, I, that one I particularly liked, but I mean, yeah, Seer the Six. The six. Yep. Yeah, Seer the, the Six. In chat. Uh, I'm, I'm just blank on the name. So just, just yeah. stuff like that where, where you guys, I mean, you have on cool people, you interview them, you have conversations, you get viewpoints, you discuss. Like, I, I, I dig stuff like that. We do stuff like that. Maybe not as good as you, <laughs> but I dig it. I dig it. So everybody, go and check out his content. The Astro Pub, 
on Twitch, on YouTube, on Discord. Well, no, Discord is a weird code, but you got it. And on yeah. on Twitter. Also, if you just go to his Twitch or YouTube, you got his Discord in the link in the show notes as well. Uh, so good stuff. And uh, let's go ahead and hop into uh, the Black Sky Legion for update. Um, so right off the bat, let's make an announcement. Starting next Sunday, September the 5th. I think that's next Sunday. Who knows? Get a look at a calendar. Uh, starting next Sunday, September the 5th, I'm going to start a new show. We're going to start a new show. Uh, it's called, uh, well... In the internal working title right now is Zero Prep. The idea is it's going to be... So I've been trying for a while, and both Ben Moss Woodward, Commander Edelweiss from Lave Radio, and Souverine from both uh, Sagittarius Eye Magazine and Elite Dangerous and Cosmonaut Magazine in Star Citizen have both said they really wanted to be a part of the regular cast of black sky legion the show but because they're both brits and it's like we do our show going to like four or five in the morning in ye olde englandy type places um they were like man i i really want to do the show can you move it to earlier and i was like well let me check and both roy and tweak and i think actually roy tweak and Wolf were all like, yeah, no, we cannot do earlier. Especially not by, because like Souverine was like, can you do it several hours earlier? So we kind of talked about it, and uh, yeah, we just decided, all right, we're going to do a Sunday show. The idea is we're going to discuss, it's going to be much less like segments per se. Like normally this show is like lots of segments and highly more highly produced. We're going to just have a couple of ideas and it's going to be you know four or five, three or four people just off the dome talking shit about all sorts of stuffs um one of those stuffs is going to be new world the mmo that amazon games is launching in the end of september because both souverine and i are going balls deep into it and i think ben is coming along for the ride uh, we have, in addition to that, added new channels to the Black Sky Legion Discord. You have to go into the roles. You gotta go into the roles, whatever roles and whatever room in use your roles channel. That that thing, and you have to click on the little new world icon, and then you'll see the stuff. You won't see it unless you do, because we're tr- not trying to bombard people with shit they don't want to see so go into the choose your roles and then choose that role and you will see those rooms because i am gonna go ham on new world and we're not gonna really cover it on this show so much other than in the black sky legion segment this show is gonna remain focused on uh sort of space games and that genre but we're definitely going to go, you know, into into it in the other show. And we will discuss it in the Black Sky Legion segment because it's going to be what I'm playing a lot of for at least a month or so. So, yeah, there's that. Under other projects, here's what we got to talk about this week. Right off the bat, let's talk about Fly Dangerous. You guys know, friend of the show, Juki, Juki Bomb, we love her. 
she is the creator and uh, developer of Fly Dangerous. It's a passion project. It is a 100% free game on PC. You can go to GitHub and get the game. Well, we've had her on as a guest to talk about the project. We've got a channel in the Discord for the project. Juki released Alpha 5, which introduces, again, for free, multiplayer to Fly Dangerous. So that is a thing now. Uh, we have in the show notes the uh, Alpha 5 multiplayer developer log where she goes through and has links and, and in-depth explanation as well as her 25-minute video on her YouTube channel that details kind of, okay, here's what I've been working on here. Boy, getting multiplayer in this was a bitch and we had to figure out ways to do connections and how to do peer-to-peer -peer connections and how to do this and how to do that and it massively massively complicated the project on her side but she got it done for you so now you can go flying you can go hooning with your friends in fly dangerous if you have a computer and you like space games and you for some reason choose not to go to github get this game for absolutely free and play unlimited for as much as you want and or go to Juki's Discord and, you know, join in on the project and join in on the fun, which we'll have the Discord link in the in the show notes as well for you. Hold on, let me let me actually just put it right here. Uh, I'm going to throw it right now in the chat and we will have it in the show notes. I, you know, I don't want to know you because you're not that bright. You, now, if you're like, hey, man, I hate space games. And I don't like fun because I'd prefer to just hit myself in the balls with the stapler. Okay, well then don't forget this game. This game is not for you. Uh, but yeah, I think you should probably check it out. Uh, so yeah, all of that is there in the notes. Everything is there. Juki, you know we love you. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all kinds of good stuff come from this. Um, she's continuing to work this project tirelessly, and we love her for it. In addition to that, we've got some Starbase news. They had a massive update patch. Early access build 545 is live. It's got tons of fixes and upgrades. It introduced player companies to the game, as well as a PTU, a public test universe. So all of you Star Citizen fans, you know what the PTU is. They added it to Starbase. Uh, they're... We have the show, uh, the patch notes uh, for uh, early access build 545 in the show notes. You should check it out. You should check out that game if it sounds like it's voxel based. It's building. It is, you know, sort of uh, uh, very much like Nomansky. It's kind of a, you know, build whatever the hell you like, however the hell you like it kind of a game. And we love that. That is good shit. In addition to that, we've got Everspace 2 uh, from Rockfish Games that we're going to talk about. Let me first play you this little video. Uh, it's just like a, whatever, 35-second long video. And then after that, let's talk about it a little bit.
All right. So, yeah, that is good stuff. Basically, Everspace 2, think about it kind of like No Man's Sky with a more in-depth flight mechanic. It's still arcadey, but it's super deep and rich. There's tons of fun. The developers call it Diablo in space. There's tons of loot upgrades to unlock. It's, but it's at the same time, it does have that. It's not Star Citizen or Elite Dangerous where, you know, you kind of, it's like Hotas and you want to, or Hosas and you want to be like super up on 8,000 different bindings. It is sort of arcadey. It is, it's got that, and, and it's not for everyone. If what I'm describing to you, if an in-depth sort of, uh, you know, arcadey, but Diablo-ish style spaceship game, if you hear that and go, oh, that does not sound fun, do not get that game. It's not for you. But I think there's a lot of people for which if you said, hey, man, it it is sort of the, the arcadey whatever, but it has an in-depth weapon system and loot mechanics and you upgrade your ship and there's lots of different things to do. I think a lot of people would be like, eh, that sounds kind of fun. I think I might like to give that a try. In which case, hey, guess what? Uh, they just released the Zarkov game, uh, uh, like expansion or update or whatever you want to call it. So Zarkov is a, a whole new zone with it's like a new system, uh, and there's a, there's a whole storyline involved. There's special enemies. It, it tailors on. It goes goes for that. Uh, I think you should probably look to check it out. Rockfish Games is the publisher. They also put out a two-hour-long stream with uh, one of the developers uh, called New Story Content and Quality of Life Changes. Um, it is very, very cool. And it's more about that whole Zarkov content. Also, um, we have for you uh, from Rockfish Games, Everspace 2 Gameplay Explanation Trailer and Combat Basics. So they get into some of the stuff. Check out the link for that one. And if you're like, oh... Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying here. It's 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 a weird hybrid of, you know, sort of arcadey in its style, but very in kind of the, kind of similar to Diablo. It's 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 arcadey in style, but really really deep in the upgrade mechanics and the different things you could do. Um, I just I think a lot of people are gonna like that. And earlier today, like three hours ago, they dropped a whole new stream talking about feedback that they got from this whole Zarkov thing and from players over the last month and changes that they're making. They're being very sort of receptive and making changes to bring their gameplay up to sort of to the next level. So go and check that out if that sounds interesting to you. And we also have Falling Frontiers, which is... Uh, here we go. I'm going to play this one for you and then we'll talk about it.
Hell yeah. So, let's talk about Falling Frontiers a little bit. There's something, some stuff you need to know about it. Number one, Stutter Fox Studios. It's a massive studio with thousands... Oh, no, wait. It's one guy. This one guy is making this thing as a passion project, and he is legit putting his love and, and, and passion and blood, sweat, and tears into the project. What is it? Basically, think of Civ 3, like Civilization 3, but instead of scouts and settlements, you're building spaceship scouts and spaceship miners and spaceship combat ships and space stations. And it is this huge RTS, very, very cool strategy game of like, you're going around like, oh, Mars has an uprising and you have to put it down and then you have to do this and do that and jump to that system and go mine this stuff. It's, it's, you're playing The Expanse as a faction instead of a player. It is legit good shit. Uh, so number one, the, the graphics are amazing. Number two, the development and design uh, of of the whole whole nine yards is crazy in depth, crazy cool. You can go and see full trip like longer where they talk about it, not just the sort of promo shit. This is not one of those where it looks great and it has no sort of depth at all it is legit deep and the soundtrack is being put out by an amazing composer so i give it my highest recommend of stuff i haven't played yet but am like seriously following along so i mean take that for what it's worth and you could be like you're full of shit you haven't played it yeah you're right but it looks so good it's on the list i'm gonna get to it a uh, quick shout out to astro uh, down-to-earth astronomy my brother from another mother in copenhagen is in the house astro man hop in if you i get it because it's like dawn where you're at but come hop in the live chat man we, we're gonna talk some some elite stuff and some star citizen stuff and i'd love to have your perspective so feel free to join us you know you're always welcome you got a key to the room um and lastly we've got a little trailer that I have been dying to show to people. So I hope you guys like it. The stories you've heard. They don't tell the whole truth. The island is indeed a place of legend. There is power and vast riches as well. But many who've sought to claim them have simply vanished without a trace.
for the souls of your crew. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cannot wait for the launch September 28, 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, down to earth astronomy Astro just joined us. So we've got two Astros in the house. We're going to we'll, we'll call Astro Pub Paul and we'll call D2EA Astro just for clarification. How you doing, brother? Doing good. Well, it's after like Two and two and a half, three and a half, I can't remember. <laughs> a lot of hours of Star Citizen streaming. Yeah, man, I saw you did a, I saw you did a, a which one call it, uh, stream today. Xeno uh, um, Threat. Xeno. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. I, 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 I want to hear your. We get to the Star Citizen stuff. We want to hear your input on that because that's awesome. Absolutely beautiful. So, uh, so okay, I want to let's cover a couple things about uh, New World. Number one, like I said, we're gonna be covering it on the Sunday show which starts up next week. In addition to other things, the Sunday show is also going to be space games and just all gaming in general. It's going to be good stuff. Uh, but basically the, the, the elevator pitch for this is Jeff Bezos told the gaming studio, hey, here's what we need. We need to make a game, an MMO, that only we could make. We want to take advantage of the fact that we are Amazon and we have Amazon web servers. We own it. So we could do whatever we want. So they made this crazy in-depth game. The footage that you saw in there, a lot of that was gameplay footage. Like the 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 graphics level of New World is next level. It's next generation graphics. And the the it's a so wide open game. You can be a, an omni crafter. You have no class, whatever weapons you pick up that's the class that you are right now and you can swap at you know whenever um there's so much that they got right there they got like if you don't want pvp you don't flag for it and you cannot be attacked by other players but if you're in town you can only flag up in town so if i see you know if i see uh you know wolf uh as a gatherer or 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 astro as a fisherman I can't run up behind them and attack them. I can't flag up and just attack for no reason just because it's like, oh, it's an easy kill. I would have to know that I'm committing to PvP before I leave town. And you can't unflag until you get back to town or die because when you die, you get back to town. So it's a very cool mix of... It doesn't have the Elite Dangerous problem of solo players influencing bgs they have a very crazy in-depth sort of bgs type situation there where it's kind of like eve where player companies can own towns and they collect taxes and they can do all kinds of cool stuff and they can own forts that that's a thing that just got added in the beta it's like not only towns but also forts but most of that stuff 99 percent of that stuff in order to contribute to it you have to be flagged for pvp and you have to be playing the sort of you have to be playing the PvP game to, to to influence that whole thing. But if you just don't want to be bothered with it ever or just tonight, like let's say tonight, I just want to uh, watch uh, a movie. I want to watch the latest episode of The Expanse or whatever while I just stand there at a fishing hole and fish. You can do that unflagged and not have to worry. Um just there's so much about this game that they got absolutely right and i did see somebody 
in the chat made a shitty little comment about how like, oh, I guess I don't want to play that game, but I guess my video card will be safe. Wink, wink. Ha ha. Uh, yeah, no, actually, no. Like, look into what you're talking about so that you'll be better educated before you speak. Because what happened there was that the graphics are so incredible in New Worlds and they have no limiter. They do not put a limiter on any of the graphics. So you can go ham as hell. That did not cause any problem with anybody's graphic cards except the EVGA 3090 cards. The EVGA 3090 cards had an error in a good chunk of them where they did not limit themselves either. So as a result, because New World didn't limit your card and the card failed to limit itself, those cards like burned up. And EVGA, the manufacturer of the card, stepped up to the plate and said, that's my fault. Uh, That's our fault. And they did a phenomenal job. They stepped up and they had from their market, they pulled a supply of cards to replace people's cards because they had a manufacturing error on their part. New World did not hurt anybody's cards. Only one manufacturer. It was only a handful of cards. And they owned up that it was their fault and they replaced the cards on their dime because it was their fault. So it's a thing that happens. But the fact of the matter is the it is so, uh, what do you call it? So incredible on the graphics that yeah you you do need to have a limiter on your cart which all of the right all of the other manufacturers did and it wasn't a problem so that the problem's gone it's not even a thing anymore but just this game looks incredible guys does does anybody want to hop in on really any of these games uh let's start with yep uh b-roll's going wait somebody's saying b-roll wolf b-roll's going it wasn't at first. That was a while back. Oh, that was a while. My bad. All right. So let's uh, run down. Uh, Roy, I think you've got something. We're going to call new dots from here. So drop a dot if you've got something. Roy. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, all the way back to what you were saying about I'm going to rewind to Everspace 2. Um, I'm normally not into the arcade games, but when you said, or they, I guess they said Diablo in space, that was a bit of a flash for me. I spent so much time in Diablo 1. Uh, like that mandolin background music is like burned mm-hmm. into my brain. Mm-hmm. If they've actually, like, there's a kind of special sauce if you can get an arcade game that just on Diablo did it, um, has, you know, ticks all the right boxes. I'm, I'm going to check that out. That's, um, that's well, interesting. The, the, um, the combat uh, mechanics sort of description one has a little more in there. And then, like I said, that the, the two hour one, has a lot more in there. You should definitely check it out because it, it looks like a really, really cool game. Uh, Astro. The, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just going to, I've been playing um, uh, Everspace 2 for a number of times. I've, I've come back to it from time to time when to do larger updates and it's actually about time that I go and look at it again. And I, I mean, it, it, it's a good game. It's fun. Um, and, and it is, like the loop mechanic, I think, is where the, the game really shines. You can really think like they have the different different types of weapons and shields and armor and things you fit on your ship. And you can actually make builds because you have multiple weapons you could fit at the same time. So you need to consider okay, I'm gonna go long range, I'm gonna go short range, and I'm gonna go something good against shields, something good against armor. Do I wanna swap weapons or do I wanna go to the middle of the road? So 
and I think that's at least for me that's the thing thing that appeals to me with a game like Diablo is the whole you know sit there and tinker with your equipment and figure out oh so if I mix this one with that one and this one and that one and then all that stuff and you have different skills. So it's a pretty cool little game, um, and uh, yeah, I'm glad to see they're still uh, still improving upon it. Hell yeah, hell yeah! And Zarkov, the whole new like it's a whole new system, a whole new zone that they added, and it's the story that goes along mm-hmm. with it, and the enemies and whatnot. Paul, uh, I hi, my name is Paul Shelley, and I love New World too much. I'm a New World <laughs> addict. Um, oh, so good, dude! You're gonna, <laughs> Paul. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Um, uh, Do you want me to admit something I that I, some people know about me, but not a lot, is that I've been playing New World and Alpha in closed and behind closed doors for three years now. Oh my goodness! Um, I love wow. the game. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say is I love the game. No, 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 um, no, no. Tell us more. <laughs> Don't worry, we won't tell anyone. Uh, it's it's just on the internet for everyone to see. Uh, it's gone it's gone through a lot of changes, but the the developers are very good at reception. Like every th- time, uh, a uh, they have a lot of content creators who talk with them, um, big mm-hmm. names, small names. They listen to everybody, mm-hmm. and um, every time you bring up something good with them, they they will take it into advisement and they will one hundred percent change based off of what people say. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, this latest delay, a lot of people may remember that it was originally supposed to release August thirty first. Yeah. This next this coming Tuesday, but then mm-hmm. they pushed it after the beta, the closed beta, to the end of September because they're like, we need to tweak some things. And you know what? Yes. Just to just to point out, the closed beta when they pushed it, the closed beta ran very very well. There were a couple of dupe exploits and a couple of balancing issues and one or two sort of in certain situations, sort of desync type whatever issues. That people were like, hmm, and these guys, so to start off with, back in the, the original concept for this game was open world, sandbox, full loot, full PvP game. And they put out the first iteration, and a lot of people liked it, but more people didn't. And they were like, well, what don't you like? And then they took a long list of feedback, went back to the drawing board, put out version two more people like that but still a good chunk of people didn't and then they were like uh hmm tell us what you like and what you don't like they delayed the game for a year because they're like you know what all right we we because they were gonna release it like last summer to fall or whatever and then they were like all right this is not it's 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 what I wish someone had done with Odyssey, where it's like, okay, this is not quite hitting the right notes. Let's not be afraid to hold it back, tinker, make it better, whatever. And this last massive sort of open beta period that literally just ended like first week of August or whatever, end of July, people were raving about it. And, and you can go right now, you can go and find hundreds and hundreds of hours on YouTube and Twitch of uh, 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 are people still right now that are streaming live on Twitch where they're playing their video files and they're talking over it and they're like, yeah, we did this and we did that. And I'm going to do this. There's a guy uh, who I have been watching so much of his stuff. I want to give him a huge shout out. His channel name is like Stonks and Chill. I don't, I, he's a, like a stockbroker dude, bro, that plays video games too. I don't know, but like, 
love that guy. Awesome shit. And he literally is showing him doing speed runs, and he's streaming like two or three nights a week still, showing that stuff. It's amazing. Um, but still, with all of that, they were like, yeah, we're hearing some things. We want to put this out very, 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 very polished. So we're not, we're going to take another month. We're going to delay another month and get that pot. And they said flat out, we're not adding new stuff right now. We're not whatever. And yes, there's been leaks of new stuff that's been found, but they said that's not for launch. That's later. Um, they just really want to do it right. They, they're like, look, this is our first big MMO. The whole world's watching. We want this to come out polished as fuck. And I love that. Uh, the chat question, will New World be subscription-based? No. You buy it for the $40. Uh, it's like $30 for the regular, $40 for the deluxe edition, whatever. They are going to have a cash shop down the line. This game has, you can own like multiple houses. You can own up to three houses. So there's stuff like in the cash shop, they'll have like right now with the deluxe edition, you get a bull mast. If you get a big dog that like is going to be in your house, you can decorate your house. You can do all kinds of stuff down the line. I guarantee to you, they're going to have hundreds and hundreds of thousands probably of options of you want to buy this couch or this bed or this trophy case or do you want to buy a glam that makes your helmet like the, they have glam in the game right now where it's like you have the helmet that has the best stats but everybody who's played wow or final fantasy knows the the the, the absolute best stat helmet for hatchet wearers also makes you look like a doofus so you end up having to glam on a hat that looks cool they're going to make tons of money off of that stuff um all right, so we got Roy and then Wolf. Go for it. I was just going to say something about Falling Frontier. Um, I love that that's a passion project with one developer. That, was, that sounds freaking awesome. And, um, you know, I'm a fan of uh, strategy games as well as space games. And this this kind of gave me some, um, not exactly, but almost like Homeworld vibes. Um, although, obviously, it looks much more expansive, much more open. So I'm I'm really looking forward to playing that one. That looks really cool. I like it. Wolf. Like with the Juki making uh, Fly Dangerous, I I love a one person, I want to make a passion project go, and they look amazing, and that's just icing on that cake. Beautiful. Right on. All right. Let's go around and do a very quick spotlight on the crew. Let's talk to everybody and see what they've been playing. Roy, what you been playing this week? Yeah, I've uh, jumped back into Elite, or I guess continue to jump into Elite. Uh, real life kept me away from gaming pretty hard most of uh, most of the week, but I I did jump back in and got to you know I've been on this expedition, got to um, Explorers Anchorage. I hadn't been there in forever. Uh, turned in some uh, uh, you know scan and plant stuff. Uh, it was the first time actually I'd been back to a station since Odyssey dropped. So because I've been out in the black. Mm. And um, so I got a chance to kind of play around with the new UI in outfitting. And uh, actually, I thought that was pretty good. Um, stations, I guess we'll see what happens in Update 7. We'll talk about that in a bit. But um, it is a generally positive experience. And I was also happy to see that um, the, the, the returns I got on the plant scanning, um, There's a. it seems like there's a good variation in certain things are more sought after and thus paid for better um so i was i was happy to see that i'm going to dig into that some more 
that that adds a, a nice dimension to know there's things that are you know if you're seeing stuff on a planet it's not just here's another five things it's oh hey one of those things is the thing that can get a lot of cash because it's really rare that that's a cool dimension so really like that i'm still I, I meant to get into free fly i'm hoping to get into it maybe tonight after the show um play around with some of those ships and and maybe check out check out the event that's going on as well so uh, looking forward to that nice tweaked i know what you're gonna tell me yeah i bet you do i have played almost nothing but star citizen i am so over my head, head over heels over this damn game. It's the most amazing game I played in years, if not ever, really. Got into the Xeno threat last night, made a ton of cash about, I probably made about 700,000 credits last night and this morning combined. And then I went out and I pimped out my Cuddy Black so that she could be as good as she could be for now. And then uh, whatever cash I make now will basically just pile up until I can find a game or a ship to buy in-game. So I'm having a phenomenal time with star citizen xeno threat was amazing last night you know what you would love tweaked you know what you got to get yourself a gladius 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 whatever you would love that ship i love that ship have to take a look at it mm-hmm all right and go ahead i just said the talent is uh, i think uh, like for small combat ships oh yeah yeah yeah, I love the talent too. It's awesome. It it took a little bit of a nerf in 3.14 just because it didn't get any worse, but in 3.131, it was sort of the only of those little ships that could kind of perma boost, and now it got sort of reset that the other ships were brought up where they could boost more. So it took a mm. slight whatever, but it's still a phenomenal ship and sexy as all hell. Just getting in it and out of that sick. thing is oh so good. <laughs> uh, Wolf. Yeah, I've had an absolutely awesome time with IRL uh, this past week, but luckily <laughs> that's calmed down, finally. Um, and unfortunately, uh, I found out my rig can't run Star Citizen worth crap, but that is going to be fixed very soon, and then mm -hmm. I'm going to jump in with the rest of you and see what that's all about. So I've been playing a bit of No Man's Sky, mm -hmm. just the more, hey, he got distracted again. And spent six hours just looking at random stuff and random planets. I was like, oh, wait, I was supposed to do what now? Um, and currently, I am trekking out to Colonia for kicks to unlock two engineers. Uh, I'm going to go look at the Highford's cache thing now that it actually does what it's supposed to. Uh, I'm going to take a little side trip out to Sag A and the Dry Owl Awesomes before heading back to the bubble. So I'm going to go see some pretty and... Uh, Hopefully I have a new computer to do all that with very soon. Beautiful. You can't go wrong with a little no man ski and a little elite on the side. It's all good. Beautiful. And uh, Paul, what you been playing this week, brother? Would you believe me if I said Star Citizen? I would believe you. I would believe you. <laughs> uh, um, I've been doing uh, Star Citizen. I did Xenothreat because the return of Xenothreat is always hype. Xenothreat is one of the best things that ever happened to that game. Um, it's just so fun and it does, it, it encapsulates so much of what, what's good about star citizen. And I decided to do something insanely stupid yet insanely fun. Um, there is a ship that isn't well known in the community. Some of us old, old, uh, farts know about it, but, um, it's the Argo cargo or the Hell Argo yeah. MPUV. Bro. Yeah. Cargo, cargo for the show ship showdown. Yeah, let's do ship, it. Show showdown. Yes, that's what I'm trying to do. So, so in part of my 
my pitch to try to get um, the uh, Argo Cargo to be best in show for this year. It means it's a nice little skin and all these sorts of things. Uh, I decided to take on Xenothreat with an Argo. And I ended up um, facing down or, or in the process, ended up killing an Idris. So <laughs> uh, that was fun. And uh, I've been doing a bunch of shenanigans with that. So that's, that's, what's, that's been my gaming experience this week. For Star Citizen or for elite players that might not have a clue what the hell he's talking about with an Argo cargo, think, you know how you have the type six? Kind of think smaller. Think, think a type two. That's the Argo cargo. That shit is legit, bro. And uh, nothing, nothing but uh, but but a cargo bay and a dream. Mm -hmm. Nothing, not even a, not even a friendship drive on that thing. So. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, maybe a killback. Maybe a killback would be a good way to. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, and uh, and down to earth, Astro brother, what you been playing this week? Yeah, I think it's no surprise to you. I've been playing uh, Star Citizen, obviously, with the. Um... Uh, with the Xeno threat going on, and then I've been out uh, out in the black on my uh, my colonial alt, and then I was actually heading out to the dryer, awesome. Um, but then I got stuck in a hole, and then I got out, and then I got stuck in another hole, and then I got out, and then I figured out I've got to turn back and go back to colonial for the cash, just to to see what that was all about. Nice. Um, and on my main character, I've mainly been uh, been farming equipment. I'm working towards a, a combat uh, suit and weapon. Uh, combo that I want to try out. So that's just a lot of uh, running missions. Um, we've been running missions over on uh, on the Discord in uh, in groups, which is a fantastic way to uh, to stockpile materials very fast, um, especially some of the more hard to get materials. So mm -hmm. that's been uh, been great. Nice, nice. And I'm gonna pull you in. I'm gonna try like hell to tempt you with New World and get you in because remember, if you remember a while back. You and I and Ben were talking about making a show and maybe doing, like, you know, The Expanse or other sci-fi shit. But we couldn't figure out a time, Astro. Mm -hmm. Well, Ben and I and Souverine are starting a Sunday show in the afternoons so that it's evening Europe time. And we're going to cover random spaceship stuff and space games or whatever. And just because... Both Souverine and I are already balls deep in love with it. We're going to cover uh, New World as well. So I'm going to see if we can tempt you into it because we're also going to talk about The Expanse when it comes back. We're going to talk about Foundation. We're going to talk about Dune. We're going to talk about just all shit nerd stuff. The main, the main, the main problem there is, I mean, I'm pretty sure that, that New World will be one of those games I could sink a absurd uh -huh. amount of hours into. But uh, I also think if... Uh, if that's going to happen, somebody needs to add two extra hours to the day <laughs> for that to happen. Fair, fair. It's just, to be honest, right now is one of those, there's just, I mean, we talked about it. I want to get back in and, and take another look at uh, at Everspace 2. Mm -hmm. um, there's like two characters I want to play in Elite. I also have the Star Citizen stuff I want to try and participate in. I have so many games I want to play at the moment that there's just not enough hours. I especially if you, if you value your sleep and work. Mm -hmm. I get it, but I'm still going to tempt you. So we'll we'll talk later off air. All right. Always getting in the way. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, that takes us to a little Star Citizen news. Mm -hmm. 
right off the bat, let's play a little something. This is kind of a follow-on to last week's. Uh, if you remember, we had the old uh, uh, Hurston Dynamics version of Top Gun. Well, as you know, Top Gun's got a sequel. So do they. Your instructor is one of the finest pilots this program has ever produced. His exploits are legendary. What he has to teach you may very well mean the difference between life and death. Your reputation precedes you. I have to admit, I wasn't expecting an invitation back. They're called orders, Maverick. All right. That is legit like a shot for shot remake of one of the uh one of the trailers for the new Top Gun Maverick whatever. They literally just took all the sounds and reenacted all of the stuff in Star Citizen. You got to love content creators who just do funny cool shit like that for the lulls. Um I I I I love that. All right, let's get into the Star Citizen news. Right off the bat, we've got CIG news. Uh, events. Free Fly happened. Xenothreat version 2 happened. We're going to talk about both of those in the discussion topic. Streams. We've got uh, a little thing that Paul already mentioned, the Ship Showdown. How about we show you just a little bit of what that's all about? The wait is over. The biggest, baddest aerospace smackdown in the galaxy is back. That's right. We're back for another month-long celebration of all things with wheels, wheels, thrusters, huge guns, and so much more. 
And what better way to celebrate than a knockdown drag out winner take all tournament of champions to see who the best of the best will be? It's all here at Ship Showdown. Will your favorite win? Your votes decide. All right, you guys know that some of my favorite people on Earth are the Soul Citizens. And when we discussed this clip uh, on the Thursday show just last night, everybody was saying, Carrick, Carrick, Carrick always wins. Everybody knows it's the Carrick. Carrick wins. Carrick can down, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I beg to differ. Now, first off, they're absolutely right. Carrick's going to make it to the top four because Carrick. Carrick just sexy. Carrick's going to make it to the top four. For sure. Yo, Fast Card, what's up? Fast Card in chat saying hi. There's a Soul Citizen OG right there. Um, but I think that the top four are going to include not just Carrick, but I think the number one winner of the whole thing is going to shock people. I think it's going to be the Mercury Star Runner. I think the Carrick is super sexy and has its fans and, of course, will be in the top four. But I think the MSR is going to take the whole thing. Prove me wrong. Um, also, my man Paul is pulling hard for that Argo Cargo. And with a name that sexy, you know you got to love it. Paul, go ahead and make your pitch, brother. All right. Here's the thing. I, know, I do a lot of lore for Star Citizen. And so when I say that the Argo Cargo is the hardest working ship in the verse, I mean it. Literally not a single piece of cargo in the Star Citizen universe passes through, uh, goes anywhere without passing through the hull of an Argo. The Argo cargo is the backbone of the UEE. It's a fun little ship. It used to be invulnerable, so you could literally bounce it off of other <laughs> things. It is un it, it deserves a lot more respect, and it just got added to the 16, uh, uh, 16 uh, final roster uh, as of CIG, as of a couple of, I think last night, as of mm -hmm. last night. So if you want to see the underdog win, if you want to see uh, the, the industrial might uh, un, uh, of the entire universe get the respect it deserves, then vote Argo Cargo, please. Right on. But by that same notion, if you're going to make that argument, you got to go with my man Fastcart's choice of the, the trolley. Because every last thing in Star Citizen's got to be on a trolley before it gets loaded up onto a ship. But, that's true. Yeah. But the problem about the trolley is that it's not on the type 16. That's, that's true. The, that's the only the problem about it. Uh, you got that? Right, fair, fair. I'll give you that. Huge salute to Dark Knight, to, uh, uh, let's see, Riamar, to Jade. We got the Soul Citizens in the house. They're all up in the chat. Love that stuff. And people, hashtag vote Argo Cargo. Yes, yes. Uh, so... Yeah, me personally, if I, now if I was if I ruled the world, if I ruled the world, it would be the Cartual. I I just think that show is so that ship is so neat. That ship just that ship just hits me in the feels. But um, I really think there is a love affair going on right now with the with the uh, the, the 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 MSR, and I think it's going to take it. I think if I had to pick top four, I would say. MSR, take it all the way. Carrick, Cuddy, and 
Argo I Cargo? Maybe Argo Cargo? Go ahead. Go ahead. Hop okay. in. I think uh, I think it's going to be the Hercules. The Herc's People getting a lot of love. Now, mm, see, if this, was, if this was October, I could tell you right now the Aries would be in the, in, the, in, the, in the top. It would be in the, in the running. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, all right. So, yeah, so those are that's the, uh, the ship showdown, which is super exciting. It's going on just to let people know who might be newer to the project. Basically, what happens is there's this bracket. It goes from all the ships and the top 16. They go down into, you know, the final eight, the final four, the, the, you know, the, 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 the whatever, something eight, final four, top two. And then the winner, the final four, all four of those ships, they go on sale. So, you know, you could get them for a little less cash, which is partly why the Carrick always goes. And they get that special paint job. So they get the best in, in class or whatever paint job. So it's, it's super, you know, super interesting and it, and, and and it matters. So go and, and, and get in on the voting on that and, 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 uh, yeah. It's good stuff, but um, like I said, I think people are going to be shocked. I think it's going to be the MSR. Anybody have anything to chime in on this? It's just open call on this one. I, I agree with you that it's going to be the the MSR. I think it's I think it's got a little bit more pull than the character did last year. Mm. So, anybody else got anything? Astro, you got you want to throw some money on this one? Um, I th- I think you're right that the MSR is going to get uh, get pretty high up. Um, on the list also because it's it's I mean it's a newer ship a newer ships always creates hype. Um, personally, I think I mean the last couple of weeks I've been having a blast with the uh, with the X eighty five the little uh, the little mm-hmm. origin list but it just feels like that you know um, it feels like hey I just got myself a sports car basically mm-hmm. because that's what it is it's a sports car with a quantum drive and and space engines <laughs> that's it's such a fun little ship to fly have you tried uh, the have you tried the misc razor yet yes i have uh that one's just that one that one feels like you're driving a lotus man that shit is whoo but i think i think you're right um yeah obviously carrick's got probably gonna be, be somewhere up there um but yeah star runner most likely as well okay all right so let's cover the other uh, stuff that Star Citizen put out this week. You've got Star Citizen Live Game Dev, Gangs of Pyro Concepts. This one just dropped like a couple hours ago. It's an hour long, very, very cool. Check it out. Inside Star Citizen had editorial territorial uh, on uh, uh, yesterday, uh, 14 minutes long. Uh, all about Justin Chambers, who does the editing for their ISCs and SCL stuff, uh, um, and like promos and all the different uh, good, good, really, really, really good stuff. SCL Turbulent Roundtable uh, was last Friday. Uh, it was an hour long, and you know I I've been telling everybody for what five six episodes now, like singing the praises of Turbulent, that these guys keep hitting it out of the park. Uh, so get a chance to go check out these guys and see uh, some of the wonderful men and women who make the stuff that we love so much. Um, under Spectrum Post, the big one that we're going to talk about is the August the 25th roadmap update uh, that came out. There's a roadmap roundup, and uh, let's go through it real quick here. So first off, 
Uh, 3.15 items marked as committed for patch. Loot generation tier 0 is locked. It's in. Infiltrate and defend missions. They're locked. They're in. Bombs. It's in. That A2, baby. Updates to broken moon map in the arena commander. Is in. Added to 3.16 cards. Laser trip mines. Tier 0. Uh, tweaked. You got something? And then Paul. Yeah, just how good is this? How good is this? I mean, we're still soaking in. Obviously, I'm soaking in everything, but as a player base, we're soaking in all the changes from 3.14, 3.14.1. Everything's working pretty well for me, at least. And and now we're going to get looting and we're going to get hacking and we're going to get all that good stuff. I'm excited. I, I cannot tell you how refreshing it is to have content, not just a little bit, but a lot of it so quickly. Paul. <laughs> uh, as the older more jaded uh star citizen backer um i am very impressed with this because uh, for those of you who haven't been following the project um much longer cig has in the past um promised the moon and delivered the front porch uh you know a, a little pebble kind of thing um and this is the first patch i think i've ever seen where they have committed to something months before it even hits the first wave of of closed testing with the evocati testers mm -hmm. um so there's this bodes well for what what's going on in the background for cig hopefully it means good content for 315 going into citizen con and then of course more content because you know everyone likes just a, a fire hose of content in their face absolutely uh so new items in deliverable view we've got Q2 2022, lean over cover for peaking, leaning, shooting over cover. Q2 2022, player reflections and mirrors. Q1 to 2 2022, destructible environments to allow foliage to be damaged. Now, I get some people might be like, who the shit cares about foliage? The point of this is that that's like the first step. And once you figure that out, you expand that base, you expand that tech to get into sort of more things all right new tasks and sprints achievement service is uh, a sprint going to q1 of 2022 you've got uh long distance probing for finding distant poles in q2 of 2022 proximity mines end of q3 2021 and login flow for improved login stability q4 2021 astro yeah i just wanted to uh, to highlight the fact that it looks like we are finally gonna leave the dark side and not be vampires anymore and actually get mirror reflections. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the reason for that, it's, that it took so long is, so in other games, they sort of cheat and they do like this uh, sort of like, okay, it's the layer of the background and then they just superimpose your character over it. Star Citizen, yeah. they, they did a thing uh, about a year ago or so. Uh, Paul, help me out. They did a thing where um, they went real in-depth with it, where they were like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to cheat. We're going to have it be a real dynamic so that if there's three people and then a bird flies by or a fourth person walks by or something happens, like, it's covered. They're doing it, like everything else, way more complicated than I would have gone about doing it. But, like, holy shit, much respect yeah. when you get it going. Uh, it's called Render to Texture. So it, it basically renders your your what you what would be seen on your side and then put turns it into a texture oh. than it being like a video. Yeah. So it, it lowers the the cost the hit to the uh, to the amount of information. 
Um, and it can look just like picture in picture almost. Um, the problem is, is they have had issues with it breaking and or taking up way more information than it should. So, yeah. All right. Finish sprints. We've got Cure Life Medical Tool, a healing gun. Finish sprint. Hoorah. Enemy characters for Squadron 42. Loot generation, as we just said. The Moab for 315, as we covered. Port over remaining meshed based rendering to Gen 12. Dude, I I don't... Am I misreading that? Am I whatever? Like, they're saying the remaining stuff is over to Gen 12. Like, Vulcan, to, I feel like Vulcan's right around the corner, Paul. Hop in on this. Is it? Tell me. Cool, cool me it, down. It is. It, so, the biggest things about, about the Gen 12 renderer is, or Gen 12, is you know, stuff is the, seems like this is the last stuff they're being added. This is the stuff that's going to give you the significant boosts. It may not be entirely finished, and so it may still cause us some issues, but... Yeah, this is big. This is this is the for those who don't know what Vulcan is, um, play like they did. A, you could basically play uh, Doom twenty sixteen on a potato, mm-hmm. um, you know, on, on a Commodore. <laughs> this is a little, a little over overblown, but like on a Commodore sixty four, you could play the the latest Doom Doom with Vulcan, and it works fine. Other than um, other than the persistent servers, this right here is the holy grail. Like this is the just a step below that. Yeah, this is this is the this is probably the biggest performance boost, at least in the near future, because um, it's designed. It's not even designed for performance boost. It's designed so that you don't have as much pop ins and you have a much further draw calls or draw draw distance. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. Beautiful. So it will make it look prettier and make it run better. These are two good things. Uh, heat suit, heavy armor for extreme heat conditions. Pyro. I'm telling you that right there is that suit that we saw. The Uber, that's not, this is not, you know, saying like, hey, man, we updated the Nabokov, not Nabokov, the Pembroke suit. No, 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 my friend. This is that, that like cloth mesh fire retardant suit that they showed in that special uh, outfits video that they did a while back. We, we've got it on the video. It plays on our, on our loop. It is legit. Um, Entity component update scheduler improvements, ECUS basically manages updating what your client cares about knowing and then the zone system improvements zone system handles object area calling uh unloading what your client doesn't care about and atlas a supporting feature for static server meshing again we're seeing more and more we talked about this last week Uh, i don't know if you saw the show paul but we talked about this last week where i made the point of like how you said, like, hey, they used to promise the moon and desert, you know, like deliver a little bit. That was in the phase of the project where they were building the tools to build the loops. The tools are pretty much done. Now they're building the actual loops, which means that we're seeing vastly improved rate of of return on this stuff where it's coming together faster and faster and faster. And, and stuff like this... You know, we're seeing, again, another thing about server meshing. Just last week, we discussed the fact that already some people have crashed. They've had a 30K of some kind or whatever, and they were shocked to find that they loaded back in still on their ship, still with their loot. And they were like, what the hell? How did this happen? And they went on to the Spectrum, and and on Spectrum, CIG responded with, yeah, we kind of introduced on the down low some server meshing 
now we're still trying to make it work we're still trying to whatever but we're starting to introduce it so like some people sometimes you crash and you come back up still with your shit don't count on it but it's a nice surprise when it happens and it's very cool that it's happening because it's this is in the history of every big ambitious project there was the time that it worked but before that there was all of the times that it didn't we're now leaving the times that it didn't and starting to enter the times that it does and that is a big deal last one on that was the roads rivers and basins items have been separated out now rivers and basins are in one task roads in another roads is expected to come after rivers and basins i want to give a huge salute to orison on our discord uh star citizen researcher uh who helped with this list who put together this list of the roadmap summary um and likewise huge huge salute to chad lozon who gave me like eight of the things that we had listed on last week's list um just just big salute to everybody um all right so astropub did you have another thing or was that an old one i mean yeah i could just a quick go thing. for it um which is that um uh i, I do want to do a quick shout out to jake acapella uh jake bradley who's the uh he's a he's a community he, he is a former community member he used to run um relay he used to be this oh yeah the yeah social media manager for relay he is now one of the social one of the community managers for cig <laughs> He's the one who does all the roundups now. Yep. He does them. He's the one who came in and built them all from scratch and started redoing the whole system himself. Love that guy. And uh, you know he where, is, he's fantastic. You know where that guy got my love? Before IAEA, when he came up and posted a thing with the updates and was like, yeah, this got delayed and that got delayed. He literally was like, hey, guys, look, this is not a marketing tool, this roadmap. This is us communicating with you honestly. We're about to have a big marketing push and I'm giving you shit news right now because it's the truth and you need, you deserve to know like yeah. that, that it's easy to find people that'll give you the good news. When you find somebody that'll give you the bad news right before a marketing push, that's an honest fucking man right there. Uh, love, love him. Love relay. Love go all the way back to INN. All yeah. Just yes. All of the good. Uh, I'm going to play right now a video that we're going to play muted while we discuss our uh, Star Citizen discussion topics, but I want to call it out. The channel is West Sage. We will have it in the show notes for you. The video is called Star Citizen, The Shape of Ships Q2 2021. Uh, it's not going to be muted, but it's like the, the music is turned down way, way, way low, just so we're going to sort of talk over it. Um, but this is a very cool video that you kind of need to see because it's really, really awesome. This guy goes through and does these compilations like this uh, and keeps it up sort of each quarter so you see what the state of the ships and vehicles and whatnot are. And, you know, they're they're listed by their size there. It is good stuff. All right. So, Star Citizen discussion topics. Right off the bat, let's discuss the free fly. We're going to start with Roy. <laughs> well, I want to try it out. I've been, uh, I thought I'd be able to get into it this week and real life jumped in, but... Um, I'm super excited for it. That's about all I can say right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right. Uh, I know this is going to be a longer answer. Tweet. So, Xenothrat. Can we talk about Xenothrat? No, no. We're, we're not. See, see on the see on the agenda where point two below point yeah, one is Xenothrat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Free uh, fly. I think I think free fly. It, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that ending today? I believe it tonight. ended. Yep. Yeah. Or is it done now? Or is it still on tonight? I think it's done, but I, I could be wrong. Paul I think it ended a few hours ago. Me. Yeah. Yeah, Free Flight, what a good job. I mean, I didn't actually partake in it because I just jumped headfirst into the game and went on. And I'm, I'm patient. I'll get into all the ships and have fun with it. But what a what a great way to get people into the game and see what all the how different the ships are. It, it's not like other games where the ships are pretty much can do whatever you want them to do. This game, these ships are so individually designed and so different from one another that it's fascinating just to walk through an interior and see what it is really so a fun event and i'm sure there'll be more all right wolf i was muted everyone drink mm -hmm. i i was able to jump uh, uh -oh. okay we got uh -oh. robo wolf you go ahead and re reload your thing while i call on down to earth astronomy astro yeah um Played Xenothreat just a couple of hours ago, and um, apart from the fact that we were on an EU server and it was the middle of the night, so there was nobody out who was the only one playing it, which made it quite difficult. Um, it it was good the first time, it was good the second time. It's a well-designed event, and it works really well. The only complaint I have about it is that they put it inside one of the Lagrange clouds, mm -hmm. um, because as awesome as... Uh, um, as it is, when you have a ton of players, a ton of NPCs, and things exploding everywhere, and lasers, and <laughs> huge spaceships fighting, it, yeah, it's very intensive. Um, and I just feel like the um, the added uh, the added strain of also having to render all those volumetric clouds that we have inside is maybe unnecessary. Um, hmm. I get it; it's pretty, but I would probably have also looked at it from a performance point of view and said, we know this is going to be a, a hard thing to run. So, yeah, that's just that might just be me. But um, okay, like, everything else about the event uh, is great. Um, if you can live with, uh, with it being a, a little study when you get to the combat phase. And your thoughts on the free fly? Um, I actually didn't take that much part in the free fly. Um, but, I mean... Free fly is always nice. I think it's um, it's a great way to allow people to come in and try the game, especially because even though they have the telemetry side and all that, is one of the biggest I think people like question people have before they start is can my rig actually run it? Um, and of course, doing the free fly, you can install it, you can try it, you can see if your rig can run it, and if it can, then well, then you now you know have that information you can use that to make up your mind whether you want to uh, to dive into it or not so it's a great it's a great way to get new players in to allow them to come in and try it out without having to uh, uh to open up their wallets in addition to that i think it's a really good opportunity for cig to stress test the hell out of stuff you know a couple times a, a year true. to say like we introduced these you know eight million new pieces to the thing over the last three months six months whatever now let's see if how that works at stress level yeah, yeah. All right, and uh, that leaves Paul. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with with uh, with free flies. Um, I, I always think they're good uh, because they stress, as you, all, as, as you all said, they stress the heck out of the servers. So CIG gets more data. They uh, bring new people in to give them the opportunity to say, "Can my rig run this? Can 
Uh, I think it also does a really good job of uh, just pointing out because there's so much misinformation about Star Citizen out there that it's mm. like, oh, no, no, this is a game. You you can play it right now. Like, it is mm -hmm. playable. It's just not in a good state for everyone who, you know, may, who can necessarily play it. Um, so I always think it's a, it's a good thing. I always concern, I'm always concerned that because it's often buggy and has problems and gets worse uh, with, with as things go through, uh, that I can leave the wrong impression that it's like, Oh no, uh, Star Citizen just is unplayable. It's you know, blah 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 blah. But um, so yeah, I, I think overall the benefits outweigh the, the 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 downsides. Especially, it was a smart move to start Xenothread at the end of uh, Free Flight. Mm. Yeah, for sure. It gives them it gives them a nice little weird overlap there to kind of look at metrically. Um, all right, and I, I pretty much concur with everybody on the on the free fly and i'm just going to move it along because i don't really have anything else to add than other than i have so we're going to talk about xeno threat now i'm going to start with my observations on xeno threat and this may be unpopular and please hear me out i'm not trying to be shitty i'm just going to call it like i see it okay because i tell you the truth like it or not i hope you love me but if you at the very least you can't call me a liar xeno threat version one was dog shit um it just was not great uh and there was a couple reasons number one they were trying to figure out pieces and put it together and sort of make it work they were testing a big new thing for a first uh sort of time whatever and lastly the biggest thing that i did not like about xenothreat version one is that it was three or four days of repeat this loop of go to the broken ships get boxes bring it back whether it's quantum sensitive this one is time this one is whatever but get the stuff bring it back and load up this ship load up the ship we're going to repair 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 the ship you would do it over and over and over and the ship would never get repaired and then a week later it was like oh, okay we're going to turn this on for two days where you do the ship battle that sucks it's not fun it's not cool it's not good Xenothreat version 2, they married the two parts together. They learned a ton of shit from uh, the version 1 of the event. They smoothed out the rough edges, put the polishes in there. But the biggest thing, let's be honest, just the reason why Xenothreat version 1 sucked and Xenothreat version 2 is great is because they put the two together. You now have repair the ship, repair the ship, repair the... Okay, the ship's repaired. Let's take it. We're going to go fight. That's awesome. That's a kick in the pants right there. That's good stuff. So, like... I kind of feel that a lot of people saw... Ninetales version 1 is sort of underwhelming. And they were like, eh, this sucks. How come... Uh, and I kind of look at it and go like, hey guys, did you not see Xenothreat? Like, I kind of think Ninetales version 1 was going to be a lot of stuff they need to learn, a lot of rough edges to polish out, them, you know, again, they're the baby steps phase of this stuff. And I think Ninetales version 2 is going to be polished and better put together, and you're going to be able to find medical supplies without wanting to murder somebody. And it's going to be a much better... Oh, look, the Cartwall ship just went by. That's my favorite ship. I think it's going to be a good time. 
And I think that we're going to see this Infiltrator. We know nothing about it other than the name. Infiltrator version 1, I would bet money is going to kind of suck. And Infiltrator version 2 will be awesome. Um, I think if we get to the point where the version 2s suck or are worse than the version 1s, that's a time to be concerned. Where we're at right now is, keep in mind, Star Citizen, as I just said, they were building the tools that let them build the loops. They've more or less done with the tools, and now the loops are coming together. Version 2... Or, or you know, like so so that's that's where now they're at at phase two or phase whatever where they're now building out the loops this xeno threat uh infiltrator uh uh, uh nine tails those aren't features those are content which is the next level out keep in mind star citizen as good as they are and these guys are fucking geniuses at building the tools and now we're seeing more and more they're getting to genius level at building the features, the game loops. There's still baby steps at building the content, at building the polished stuff that uses the features and the tools to make a fun experience. I think probably, you know, Infiltrator version 1 will suck, Infiltrator version 2 will be good, Infiltrator, or the thing that comes after Infiltrator version 1 will suck, and the thing, whatever. And then after they get to 10, 12 of these down the line, they will have evolved to the point where the version 1s of these don't suck anymore. They're actually good. But, like, I just look at this whole thing as a process, and when I look at the difference in how good Xenothreat V2 is compared to Xenothreat V1... I am full of hope for Ninetales V2, for Infiltrator V2, for other stuff as it goes. So now that I've spewed my thoughts on all of you, let's go around. Let's start with the guests and work our way up the cast. How about we start with Paul? Your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, I thought Xenothreat... Okay, so I actually made it my own... Like, after Xenothreat version 1 came out, I made, I sat down and I wrote my own thoughts out and I, I produced a video as a feedback for CIG. Like, hey, this is what you did right. This is what you did wrong. And essentially, what my theory is, and I think they they listened at least to some of... Not just my suggestions, but everyone's suggestions, is that um, CIG has a pacing problem when it comes to, to, to stories and to gameplay. And that's just because they've not really done this before. If that makes sense, um, they they just really haven't done events at the scale before, mm -hmm. and Agreed. so when they re released the new Xeno threat, it felt like they'd taken a lot of that under advisement. And it's important to remember that these events are going to be trigger triggerable events yep. in the future. So triggerable by the, the quantum. By the quantum or by themselves, if they yeah, want to make a yeah. special event, yeah. and so like likely you'd you would you won't necessarily see a Xenothreat all the time, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see the exact same mission of Xenothreat done, but in a different system, or at a different location, or with a different uh, main antagonist, just because that's the way the systems are being built. So, and you can see the future with this, with between this and the Nine Tails, and then we've got Jump Town Two coming out, plus we've got. Uh, you know all these different um different missions coming out 100 mm. cig is going to start churning these out 
once a patch, twice a patch, three times a patch, everyone will get events. You know, it's the Oprah of events. Everyone's going to be getting something. Mm -hmm. And um, you, you're right. I think it's just, it's it's learning. The first couple times they're going to do it, it's not going to do work well. And as they learn, they get better. They'll it'll get better, and eventually, uh, it'll it'll st stick. But this is content. I 100% think this is content. This is what we want. So, absolutely. Hey, Astro question. Go yeah, ahead. it's like more, more of a question. Do you think they will allow it to be something that players can trigger through like yes. some kind of? Okay, so, so that's going to be like some kind of a, a coming from elite, like some kind of BGS background simulation thing yep. that you can. You yeah, can mm -hmm. affect, and that's going to trigger that. Okay, one hundred percent. Except, have, oh, go ahead. They already have that background. It's called their. It's called their reputation system. You can actually access it now in game. We're using the. I think it's Osiris system or something like that in your in your mobile glass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But air, they they they've even said they could give chairs <laughs> reputation levels if they wanted to at this point. So the system is in the background now. All they're going to do is is merge the system with their events system and they've got it done it's that they're doing a bunch of other things in the background but yeah 100 they're going to make it so that if a if a, a group of players decide let's flip this this uh this station or let's let's cause some chaos at this station um then suddenly you know a lockdown happens or uh, an invasion happens or something like that happens and suddenly the entire system is like oh something's going on at uh, heavenly dream station let's go figure out what's going on so mm -hmm. yeah that's that's definitely in their plans so to put a little more color to that uh answer for you astro yes and no yes what paul just said is absolutely true it will be part of like the bgs the background system but the 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 qualified partial no is you have to keep in mind they've already told us that their intended way that their their bgs system which they call quantum is going to work is that for every player out there uh, 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 like addressing it or, or affecting the BGS, there's going to be nine NPCs, nine quantum that are that are affecting it. So it's kind of yes, kind of like, but like not directly, directly in the sense of like you're a pebble in the ocean and you, you don't just on your own decide to move the whole whatever. There's going to be massive amounts of players and... If you do a thing, even if you get together a large group of players to do a thing, you're going to affect the background system. That background system is going to affect all these NPCs who have, or have weighted decisions of their risk takers versus they're not, their law followers versus they're not, their combat guys versus they're not, and like all of those. So, so like you may have, you may push in one way and end up through a complex series of systems that you can't even sort of comprehend, much less account for cause a tidal wave going the other way who knows how it's all gonna end up playing out you know so your thoughts on on uh xeno threat astro as I, as i said before um i actually think the the first iteration was uh um was okay, okay. um as as, a, as an event um i would definitely agree that i like the format that i have here better mm. um and again, as I said, the, the the whole thing with the clouds that, that I wish they would have put it in a in a place yeah. where where we wouldn't um, um, where we wouldn't necessarily have to have such a systematic environment to uh, to play the event in, because yeah. especially especially with, well that it is the combat part where it is a little bit more fast paced, it is really putting a strain on uh, on system resources. All right, Roy, your thoughts on. Uh... <laughs> on Xenothreat, just as a concept, I get that you haven't played it this week, but whatever. 
Well, yeah, I'm I'm very eager to try it right after the show. I, mm -hmm. I, I cede my floor time to the gentleman with the new PC. Here it comes. Topic. Everybody, <laughs> feel, go make yourself a sandwich. Tweaked? Tell us All your right. thoughts. My thoughts are my experience in Xenothreat last night may have been the single most exciting gaming experience I've had. And, and again, I'll preface that by saying I've been playing video games my whole life since Space Invaders and Pac-Man. To set the stage, the way this worked out was I was there in my cutty black and some friends pulled up in a Carrick. Some good friends pulled up in a Carrick and said, hey, EVA over to us. So I parked, I EVA'd from my ship to theirs, which, mind you, still mind-blowing to me. And then we proceeded to find a, a uh, ship that had been destroyed and... We parked under that, and then we used our cool little guns with the tractor beams and got all the cargo out. We did that whole thing, and that was all a great time. We had to clear out the bad guys on the ship before we could do that, so that was fun. But then the third phase started, and the space battle began, and oh my freaking god. You had ships everywhere, yeah? You were in the clouds. You had multiple cap ships fighting each other, multiple cap ships you had to take out. Everywhere I looked, there was a player. Not an NPC, a player. So think a CZ, a conflict zone in Elite Dangerous, the old, con you know, the space conflict zones. Except for all those NPCs are actual players. I've never experienced anything like that before. I Everywhere I looked, there was another player, and it was running well. There was one time my FPS dropped to about 15 or 20, and then it shot right back up into the 40s. And the, the explosions on every side, the gun on my turret, one of the guns on my turret got blown off, and it shook the hell out of the turret. Absolutely amazing experience, a ton of fun. I made a ton of credits. And I will be partaking again as many times as I can this weekend. Good times. Mm. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry for everybody out there. We're going to, I'll work with Tweaked. We're definitely going to make sure I, I need to try to get him to open up a little bit and tell me about Star Citizen. He's just, he's holding it all in and uh, we're going to work on that. I promise you. All right. Um, you guys have already heard all of people in the cast all of the crew talk about our speculation about sitcom. Um, but with these changes in the update and with the two illustrious guests that we have tonight, I want to take just a minute to hear from them. Uh, we'll start with Paul. Paul, sitcom predictions and speculation and whatnot. Um, I, I tend to go a little more conservative on sitcom predictions. Um, I have a feeling that we'll see information on server matching where it is where it's going to be where they're currently at we'll get a pitch date which will be wrong <laughs> I, I love chris roberts the man that man likes to have to to to, to guess ambitious dates and um so uh but i i, I also think that for instance the presentation will be uh, showing off Pyro. It'll start in Pyro, it'll start in Ruin Station, and then we'll go through another jump point to the Nick system. Um, and uh, they'll end it there, so. Very cool, very cool. My speculation was it was gonna start in Stanton, go through the jump, fly all through Pyro, and then at the the, the sort of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, who's that guy, the, the, the guy, the, 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 the apple dick with the sweaters, the, the uh, who's the guy? 
Steve Jobs. Yeah. Steve, it was going to be a Steve Jobs one more thing where they would be like, oh, and by the way, we're going to hop into Nick's and give you. Cause you remember the 2019 sitcom where they jumped into Pyro and it was literally just like that one scene from the, just on the other side of the gate. And then you got to see it for a minute and then it was gone. I think they're going to show all of Pyro playable now. And then they're going to do sort of that. They're going to do the little teaser jump into Nick's and just show you just a little bit of Nick's kind of thing. You know what I mean? Astro, what do you think? Um, I really don't know, but I hope, <laughs> what I hope is we're going to get a, um, kind of a time scale for when, when we're going to see, like, like we know, we know Pyro is, is quote unquote around the corner. Um, but we also know there's going to be a lot more systems mm-hmm. and I'm very interested in what rate they are hoping they're going to be able to release those. Are we talking a system a year? Are we talking <clears> because <throat> I mean, if they have a hundred systems they need to make, um, they need to begin to put these out in bulk at some point. I, and I think it's going to be interesting when they're going to hit that point. I think they're already at the point where they can generate a system in less than a month easily. It's not them not introducing the systems isn't a matter of them not being able to. It's a matter of the they can't they can't actually make it happen until server meshing. So I think that when server meshing drops, you're going to start to see systems going fast. I think you're yeah, and I do <clears throat> believe they have a dedicated team now that is just making turbulent systems. Yep, turbulent in Canada. They're they're yeah. yep, a hundred percent, and. As they explained, uh, Tony Z had, had made a comment uh, not that long ago where it's like, yeah, uh, two years ago, three years ago, it would take us months to make a moon. Now we can knock one of those out in a couple of days because, you know, the, we built the tools. We took the time to make the underlying tech to get it right. And that's the other thing that I'm super looking forward to uh, at, at SitCon is the Tony Z panel. That is going to be... That's going to, let me just slap my veins, get it right in there. Uh, that is going to be the, 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 the drug of sitcom for me. Um, all right. So that takes us to a little segment we like to call Kaminsky. No Man's Sky News. We're going to make this super brief because Nomansky is all about the hype this week. Uh, but it's low on details. Survival Bob has a video, No Man's Sky Freighter and Frigate uh, Guide. Uh, go and check it out. Get yourself ready. Um, Jason Plays has a video, The Best Free Hauler to Ship Scrap Glitch. Free money. Who doesn't like free money? We're going to skip the No Man's Sky discussion topic because it was going to be... So So two things. One, with regard to hype over the Frontiers patch, it, it's going to drop when it drops. Who knows? Uh, Sean Murray again yesterday posted the eyeball emoji, which normally, previously, eyeball emoji means you get the drop within 24 hours. We're over 24 hours since the emoji. I don't, I don't know what's happening, but like, here's the thing. Hello Games has earned at this point uh, our, it, they've earned the point where we should just leave them the fuck alone and let them put them out when they put it out. Um, 
it'll be great when it's out. And I respect the fact if they're if they're holding back because they're like, oh, we had a problem that we had to fix, whatever. Hey, Mazel Tov. Like I said, after some other developers lately, uh, I respect and salute the fact that somebody is saying, hey, uh, it'll be ready when it's ready. I get that. I, I dig that. So we'll let it go. Uh, Wolf was going to talk a good bit more about his love affair with uh, Nomansky, but I think he's having internet issues still. Uh, so he was roboting and we he was having trouble hearing us. Are you hearing us okay now, Wolf? I'm hearing you all right. Are you hearing me? Yeah, okay. We are hearing you. So let's, Wolf, let's continue on with your journey into Nomansky. Gush a little yeah. bit about this great game. I, so... Look, there, there's the whole I can get completely distracted with the procedural generation and go look at cool shit for hours on end. I'm still working my way through the uh, Artemis and mm-hmm. Atlas storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, what a great story. I mean, holy, they, they spent a good bit of time just telling, like, I'm involved. Like I was like, I, I have no idea what I am. Am I a traveler? Am I not a traveler? Yes. Mm-hmm. No. You know, answering these questions and I'm figuring out the story as I'm being told the story. It's, it's very, very in depth and involved and I love it. And I've been working on making a base. Um, it is an absolute hell shack. I will not upload it so that nobody has to be subjected to my horrible. Yeah. I'm gonna put this here and be done with it. Cause it said I needed to do a thing. Um, yeah. Looking forward to, when we can have our own Black Sky Legion hub, that would be awesome because it's going to look a lot prettier than anything that my utilitarian ass can put together. Mm. And yeah, um, if you have not given this game a shot, do it. Just, just do it, dude. Um, we're just waiting on the 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 Frontiers update to drop. When it drops, and we're sure that either a the planets aren't going to get re-rolled or b the planets did get re-rolled and are still is what we want it to be we are going to publicize the hell out of the coordinates we're going to put it on the show and basically we're going to set up four or five official no man's or uh black sky legion hub bases on that planet but we're also going to encourage all of you wonderful people in our community to come and build your bases on that planet and to give it a naming system such that it's like, you know, this one is, you know, uh, you know, free carbon. And that one is, uh, you know, free iridium or, or, or free copper or whatever, and set up miners and whatnot so that people can jump around across this. We're going to make a party planet. It's going to be one big kick-ass paradise world where you just get to go around and look at everybody's and we'll rate bases. People submit their base and we'll rate bases. We'll talk shit on them. We'll praise them. We'll just, we're going to just take over a world and make it entirely ours. I want to have hundreds of bases and all kinds of cool shit on there. It will be awesome. So, uh, let's hop right into elite news. Cause we got a lot to cover. dangerous news all right let's start off with the dark wheel update give it to us wolf give it give us the good news 
Black Sky Legion Squadrons BSL 1 on PC and BSL 2 on PlayStation, as well as the rest of the commanders helping us out and getting these standing orders knocked out. Uh, you guys have been doing an absolutely fantastic job with these. So much so that it's made the to-do list quite short, which is always good because then you have time to do CZs and whatever else you feel like. We have an expansion out of HR4979, and it's due to end any day now. When that happens, I'll let you know what the next step is for that system. In BD183106, uh, the Dark Wheel is in the climb for system control, so we want to hit that one hard. That way, we can put the Dark Wheel flag on another system and claim it as ours. All right, Roy, take it away. So, in Frontier News this week, uh, in the streams, Super Cruise News Tuesday, Zach and Bruce announced uh, some monthly uh, development updates for August that'll come next week, so I guess actually in September, we'll see, and gave a brief overview of three items that are planned to come in Update 7 uh, sometime in September. Number one, uh, rebalancing conflict zones by adding in rocket troops to kill SRVs, uh, stronger uh uh, anti-air turrets to attack ships, and they hinted on work on enemy ships flying overhead, uh, perhaps attacking other ships, or maybe also versus on foot players. We'll see. Uh, number two, bookmarks and modules increased to 200 each. Uh, they claim they wanted to increase this further, but, quote, this is a limitation imposed by the servers, end quote. Also, they stated this change would be for Elite Dangerous Odyssey only, unfortunately, not Horizons. Uh, we're going to talk about that uh, in a bit here. And number three, station interiors will be receiving uh, new color schemes to help them look different from each other. Um, so um, then let's see, forum posts. Looks like uh, Bruce posted that player managed factions creation is on hold due to an internal error. Um, FDEV acknowledging an error that occurred back in July. I'm going to throw the link for that in chat here so you can have a look at that too. Um, let's jump into uh, Galnet news. So four stories this week. August 23rd, a fractured federation. So this is about all the systems that are electing to go independent rather than being in the federation. They're starting to add up and the police state uh, is shrinking. Uh, on August 24th, uh, Onion Head's medical benefits verified. Uh, so Elite's marijuana analog has med medicinal benefits. Who knew? <laughs> um, August 26th, a mining campaign success for Zamina Torval. So that's the outcome of the recent CG, uh, her side one. Uh, August 27th, and everybody that I think got over 75 or the top 75% get a permit to that system and a long range uh, mining, class one mining laser. Uh, August 27th, Marlinist regroup in Civil War aftermath. So there's a new first minister who is going to focus on building an independent society rather than changing the empire. Apparently, they've gotten now in their group uh, many of the original Marlinist systems plus a few more. Uh, and to finish it out here, community goals. So this is the uh, Zamina Torval versus the Recon Recon Corporation um, over, I guess, control of uh, LTT 198 and Zamina Torval 1. And as I mentioned, everybody got the mining laser. This is in the top 75%. And that's the news. Right on.
hit the community? So let's see here. Oh, that. Sorry, missed that part. Uh, yeah, some some uh, great videos here. We got from uh, Galnet News the Heifords Cash Countdown. So they had a great roundup leading up to the opening of that uh, event. Uh, we'll throw the link in for that. And uh, then they followed it up as soon as the event started with the secret of Heifords Cash. So they take you through a certain amount. It's a bit spoilery, but it uh, doesn't go too far. And we also then had a great video from the Burpit, uh, Witch Base News, uh, going over uh, some details of that as well. So all those links are in the show notes and just threw them in the chat as well. Beautiful. And that's the news. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Wolf, you had a little something on that. I think a little Space Khaleesi update. Space Khaleesi would like to remind you that drugs are bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's legit. All right, that takes us to our Elite Dangerous discussion topics. We got two of them this week. All right, first off, Frontier Developments are saying that with Patch 7 planned for sometime in September, they will be increasing bookmark and module storage to 200 each. They claim that while they'd like to increase this further, that they cannot, as it, quote, is a server limitation, end quote. They further state that this upgrade will be for Elite Dangerous Odyssey only and not for Elite Dangerous Horizons. Two points. First, I call bullshit on the number being a server limitation unless their servers are even more of a goat rope than we already know them to be. Because, like, what? How? How? What? You can only allow 200 bookmarks. Uh, because on Internet Explorer back in 1991, I could create hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bookmarks and organize however many I wanted in all of the folders that I want. And, um, are you telling me you don't have the tech that they had in Internet Explorer in 1991? Um, okay. Point two on their whole upgrade, uh, limitations of 200 on each, and they say they're going to introduce it to odyssey only and not horizons how the hell do you plan to implement an increase of bookmarks and module storage in elite dangerous odyssey but not horizons when you're currently telling your player base that if they wish to play with their horizons friends they should log out of odyssey mode and into horizons this implementation seems like it was designed by a five-year-old prove me wrong let's start with uh, astro yeah, so regarding the um, regarding the bookmarks, I think what is going on is that not, not bookmarks, uh, um, but both bookmarks and storage for that matter, but the, the 200 limit. I think what's going on, this might be a little technical, I think what's going on is that they are basically giving each item behind the scenes a, a ID, so some kind of number that they use internally to reference, oh, he's picking up, uh, when you pick up an item, you move it to a ship. It doesn't say he picks up. Uh, what do I know? Collector input controller. He picks up item ID number whatever. And in the storage, it probably has its own ID. And I guess in order to save space, they stored that in a tiny int. A tiny int is a way of storing a number. It's a single byte integer that can store numbers from zero to two hundred and fifty-five. Yeah. 
No, and I think that's what's going on. I think they give it an, and that's why they're increasing it to two hundred. And I think the reason they're not want to do more is I don't know if it takes up too much space. But I was trying to do some math on it, and that's not. I don't think it's a space issue. That's that thing so, where it goes uh, six, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four, one twelve, two fifty-six, whatever. So, but here's the thing: why then wouldn't you have two hundred and fifty-five? Like two hundred doesn't even. It, it's like doesn't. It it doesn't fit like that. I you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> okay. All right. And point two on the implementation of it, where you have it in Odyssey but not in Horizons, but you have your player base jumping in, jumping back and forth between the two modes. How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good response. All right. You heard yeah, it here, folks. I, heard, heard it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not laughing at you. I swear, I'm laughing with no, no, you. No, I get, I get. I just, I just. The only thing I can come up with that they say is a server limitation because the only other thing it, it can make sense is if it's a if it, if they have some kind of super convoluted verification process around those modules. That means that if they have more than 200 modules, the load time for the to load up the uh, the outfitting UI is gonna be two hours. Mm. Okay. I, I don't know. It could be something like that, but. If if that's the case, then then how bad are their servers? Then how bad are their code then? <laughs> yeah, 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 hundred percent. I mean, the, the servers, the servers are Amazon. They there's nothing wrong with those. Well, no, 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 no. I don't mean I don't mean their server. I mean their architecture for access. You, I'm basically I'm saying what you're saying. Just I'm an idiot. I'm saying their code. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, how about we start with uh, in the cast when we start with Roy? Tell us your thoughts on 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 this issue. Yeah, you've touched on several of the things I was going to mention, but I uh, just to extend it a bit. I mean, it's either bad news that somehow they've they've programmed this thing with uh, an eight bit integer, or uh, wow, is this, I, I wonder if, if if it really is a server limitation. Is this another consequence of you know we we had speculated some time ago that the the engine overhaul, the Cobra engine overhaul that mm. was hinted at in the investor update failed a year ago failed and is that another consequence of this because you'd think if you were doing anything to refresh any of that you wouldn't be limited by by this so this just may be another another consequence of that um as far as you know bookmarks versus the server limitation it feels like um i mean if it if it wasn't a server limitation i could see a gameplay reason for having a bit more of a restriction on how many modules you want to store, but bookmarks doesn't make any sense. Mm. Like that, that just feels like bookmarks should be near, practically infinite, really. Um, infinite, as Spock would say, infinite design and infinite variation. It, it should be, we could not only have unlimited bookmarks, but organize them in however many folders we want yeah. in any system that we want. Yeah, the, those two feel fundamentally different, and it's weird that they're being tied together as 200 each. Yep, so. 100%. Uh, tweet. Yeah, the, again, I, I don't want to say too much. Uh, I was told if I don't have anything nice to say, don't say <laughs> no, anything no, at all. No, this is, no, 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 this is the time where you can actually uh, say it. This is yeah, it. Well, I, I get it's a, it's a code thing, it's a server thing, but I can't help but feel... As a console player on Elite, mostly. I mean, I have it on PC now, but all of my 
well, a lot of my friends are on console and this is just mm -hmm. another example of, okay, Odyssey's going to get something that we've been asking for for five years now, but you guys aren't going to, so you just keep playing the same crap you've been playing forever now. It's it's frustrating is mm. what it is. It's it's frustrating and it's it's turning a lot of people off. I hear you, brother. And with regard to the idea of like, well, I guess you have a different viewpoint on that whole Odyssey versus Horizon thing because you're like, yeah, eh, I never had the option. Right. No option <laughs> at all. It's all Horizon. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, and Wolf. Do I get to be not nice for a second? Because I, I, I kind of want to rage about this the, is the, the numbers thing. Dude, this is the discussion yeah. topic. Yeah. Go so, for it. So, um, it's a fucking list. You've given us two bytes, basically. Uh, FF is 0 to 255. That's the max space. So, um, the fuck are you doing? It's an index list. Fix your shit. The other one is... If I want to get grade five mats because I decided I want to engineer something uh -oh. and I make all my modules and I fill out the 200, well, when I go back to Horizons, okay, maybe I just can't see the rest of them. That's interesting. But if I go back to Horizons and I fill up all my Crystal Shard mats and I come back to Odyssey and they're not there, I'm going to set fire to things. Mm -hmm. I get it, brother. I get it. Uh, Astro, you had another thing on the bookmarks? Yeah, I was just thinking if there if there could be some completely, like that the server thing is, is well, an excuse. Mm. I mean, I think, I think it's, it, it's a nice quality of upgrade, a quality of upgrade, quality of life upgrade. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering because if we, if we look back, I've re think I recall they at some point they increased it from a hundred to a hundred and twenty, right? Yes, they did. Like years back now. No, no, no. It was sixty to one twenty. They doubled it back then. Was it okay? Was it sixty to? Mm -hmm. Okay, I thought it, was, it, it we had a stop at a hundred as well. Okay, it was sixty to one twenty. So they doubled it back then. I'm just really wondering why they're being so reluctant to not. I mean, if they actually have a server limitation, I have a hard time seeing what exactly it is. If it's an excuse and they have some other reasons, I don't see what it is. I mean, what are they afraid of? People just stockpiling modules? I don't see why that's an issue. But I, yeah. Part of the reason why I highlighted that in the question of the discussion topic is because, again, I just call bullshit on that. I, I don't believe that that's a server limitation. It doesn't make sense. It's This is a situation where kind of we've pulled back the curtain and we see the, the man behind it. We see that the Wizard of Oz is really just a schlubby dude in, in bad pants. And I, it's like, no, I that's a... Your excuse doesn't make sense there. That you assume he's wearing pants. That doesn't... That's, that's not how servers would work. Like a server limit... If you said, hey, we can't go above 255 because it's 256, but one is zero, so really it's two... Okay, okay, that... Uh, I kind of go what the fuck is up with your server code but, I'm over 64. but but i get it uh yeah like like that you're talking about tandy to commodore 64 day like is this game are you playing this on a cassette on your side on the servers or what but like when 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 it's so obvious a lie that's told to you straight face it's like you don't even respect me to think that I'm smart enough to see that you're basically telling me you're pissing on my leg and telling me it's raining. Like, no, uh, that's not cool, man. Uh, 
Astropub, you had something? Um, okay. So this is this is someone who doesn't follow a ton of elite. So, uh, but I do follow FDev pretty closely because I know uh, a couple of the games they 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 do and that kind of thing. And I I, I used to know several members of the, their their uh, community team back in the day. So one of the things that I it just this may be wrong. I may be entirely off base here, but it feels like the reason why they're doing this only for um and only for Odyssey and not and not for previous updates is FDev seems to have this mentality of it's done, stamp it, move it. Because they have other games that they're developing at the same time. Like I remembered uh I follow Warhammer 40k and as for for fun, and I remember there being a big announcement that FDev is making a Warhammer 40k game. And I so I just kind of did a quick Google search and the the announcement, the trailer for the game is coming out this month by FDev that's supposed to release next year. And on top of that, they've got um, um, Jurassic Park Evolution 2 uh, mm-hmm. coming out as well. So within and FDev's mentality, I think that's the whole like push it to, to Odyssey is by Odyssey. We're not going to do this for for old for older backers. We're, we're for older older buyers. Buy the new expansion, get the new sh- new stuff, and that um, and that thought would work if it weren't for the fact that their shit came out fucked up. So yeah, they're literally telling their people to hop back and forth between modes to work around. It, it feels like a there's there's a there's a disconnect between marketing and and the game developers. Hundred percent. It, it feels like that was a de- marketing decision to drop this in the new one to push sales, and then at the same time the, the developers like, but it's broken. We need to fix it. So. All right, we're gonna skip tweet and go to Roy, then Wolf, then circle back to tweet because I want to end on a nice thing. And he says he's got a nice thing. <laughs> go, Roy. Vent your spleen. So, so as an explorer, uh, you know, who's dutifully working his way through how many hundreds of billions of stars are there again? Four hundred twenty um, billion star systems plus. Yeah, like come on, I. I'm going to find some stuff and yeah, the, the whole 200 thing, um, the 120 didn't work. There should be, I should be able to make as many bookmarks as a significant fraction of the number of systems I'm going to visit really. Now, the only thing I thought, and, and you know, what's really been, um, I think the reason that this hasn't been more crippling is this goes back to the whole thing about elite really relies on third party tools, right? So the reason why I'm not, so hung up on bookmarks in my normal gameplay is I'm running every single tool. Uh, you know, ED Discovery, uh, ED Market Connector, ED Observatory. Uh, how was that other one? Uh, uh, yep. Anyway, the point is all these outside tools, ED Scout, that was the other one. All these other tools that if they didn't exist uh, or if the functionality was in the game, I would probably be relying much more on not only my own bookmarks, but shared bookmarks with others. A hundred percent. This is third party apps to make it playable dangerous. Right. And I guess if I was going to give any credence to it's a server limitation, then I would think that really the only bookmarks that would have a limitation are the ones that I want to be able to share with other people because those have to go through the system. I should be able to have local bookmarks. I don't care to share my hundred million bookmarks of my weird stuff about exploring. I mean, if I do want to share it, fine, put a limit on it, 200, 
2,000, 200,000, whatever. But there should be local ones that are as big as my hard drive. It shouldn't matter. Uh, like I said, uh, Internet Explorer, 1991. You yeah. could, you could, you want to have 8 million bookmarks? Okay, if your hard drive's big enough, knock yourself off. Mazel tov. Wolf, I've seen what you put as your comment, and I'm not going to let you speak at this point because I'm afraid that Frontier will listen to you and follow what you say. Uh, tweaked. You had a nice thing to say, and then we're going to close out Star Citizen or Elite. Yeah, well, I booted up Odyssey for the first time the other day, and while I was mostly, (laughs) well, I was going to say while I was mostly underwhelmed, and a lot of that is just because of how damn good Star Citizen is. I will say I was pleasantly surprised at least walking around the stations. I'm getting 60 FPS everywhere I go. Now, I haven't been to a planet. I was, go- was going to take a shuttle down to a settlement, but the game crashed on me. Um, but as far as FPS goes, it seems to be working quite well right now. And the music in the bars, that was kind of cool. I like that. Nice. Okay. So but I know the I know the FPS was a big problem and they've been working hard on it. And for me personally, everywhere I went was a steady 60. My next test will be getting down to a planet side and checking the settlement. All right. Astropub. And then we're closing out this segment. No, this is just this is just on, on, on more comment on tweaked. Every time Tweak talks, I can hear the the announcer for the ASOP terminals and Star Citizen in his background. So I know Tweaked is really, really, really into Star Citizen when you can hear him playing the game while he's on a podcast. That, this, this is true. This is true. All right. Money, right? All right. So here we go. Uh, now we're into elite discussion topic two, and we're going to make this fairly quick because we got we to gotta close this out for the night. Astro's like, dude, it's fucking tomorrow already. Uh it's uh, 4 th- 4:30 a.m. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> after 4 years of waiting for Hyford's cache to be fixed, FDF fixed it a month ago and announced that it was fixed so that people could travel 26,000 light years to it to get a message that it would actually display something in 3 weeks time. Then they traveled back out to Colonia again to scan it and get the message. Except it wouldn't scan for about two-thirds of the people there. And for those who it would scan for, it sent them 26,000 light years away back to the bubble. And it actually pointed to the wrong system as there were two systems with the same name, HIP26176. The one that was the wrong one was, if you pulled it up, it would come up as a system, but it would be 37-Phi-1-Orionis. FDEV fixed that a few days later. Once you found the correct system, HIP26176, the correct of the two of the HIP26176s, getting there was a bit of an issue as you must traverse a large permit-locked area. So the actual workaround is to target Witch Head Nebula, then from Witch Head Nebula, target the Orion Nebula Tourist Center, the system where Salvation's megaship is in it. And, and, that would, and then from there target the real hip 26176 do not target the wrong one or you're fucked then once you get there the location mentioned by Heifert in his secret deathbed confession message as the secret base where he transported occupied escape pods you find not that but a beacon 
that you can scan for another puzzle. I fucking swear. We're waiting for an advancements at this point. I swear if this ends with a decoded message telling me to drink more Ovaltine, I'm gonna fucking shoot somebody. Um, alright. Look, here's the deal. However this ends, it's basically one massive buggy tease of a story with multiple arbitrary built-in fucking delays and several broken parts that just will lead you off into a dead end. Basically, this is the perfect microcosm for elite, dangerous, and frontier developments. Uh... I don't know where to end that. I guess that's the end of my thoughts? Uh, let's start with our guests. Down Earth Astronomy, what do you make of that little rant? <laughs> yeah, so... Um... The little uh, bait and switch, like go to Colonia because you think it's an event going out on there, and then it actually going out, goes out in the bubble. Uh, okay, that's that's. I could have seen myself have flown all the way out to Colonia expecting some cool event going on, and then all you get is like, oh, by the way, you have to go back home, and that would be a little uh, little disheartening. I do, on the other hand, also have to give Frontier credit that it seems so far that. The problems that the, the the challenges that they have been uh, been been giving us with this one one being the the large distances one being the fact that you have to navigate around a permit lock system and now there's apparently a puzzle. So far, it seems that there is no brute forcing steps, and that has been one of my main complaints about the last couple of events, where they would often give us a hey. There is something going on within a hundred light years of it of the system, which could be tens of thousands of systems. And that's just something that's impossible to solve as a solo player. So I've always in the last couple of events, especially been around the whole Mad Master thing, I've been like asking, could we please get these events solvable by a solo player? Because it's not it's it, it's super fun for the groups, for the big groups that like puzzle solving. And they will have a whole thing solved in 30 minutes. Um, but it's not fun for the individual. So they're making they're making events by making them brute force. They're making events for a very, very small group of players. Um, so i got to give them credit for actually that so far, it seems there are no brute forcing steps in this, that it is actually solvable on your own. So you could go out, you could try to stay spoiler-free, and then you could, uh, could go and solve it for yourself. I just... The amount of bullshit involved in that, like, there's multiple, like, you didn't test for that? It's been sitting there dormant for four years. You didn't fucking test. I just drank six shots of six and 25 grain from the bottle because I'm done with that. <laughs> but, um, holy shit. Uh, Paul, our guest, do you do you have anything that you would like to add onto this goat rope that is the Highford's Highford's Cash Ovaltine quest? I I would scream, um, but I feel like that would be more effort than than F Dev put into developing this 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 whole thing. I, um, I okay, sorry. Go I, ahead. It, it, this is my biggest problem with F Dev. This is one of the reasons why I haven't played uh, Elite in a long time. Is every time I like, oh yeah, I'm gonna come back in and grab it. I'm like, this, I'm gonna play this for like two hours and get done. Mm. If you don't have a means to either a connect players to 
um, other uh, each other if you want to do a group event mm. or have a, a way that you can enjoy yourself as a solo player why would I want to spend like whatever hours of trying to unlock a, a puzzle that hasn't actually been bothered to work like I don't know it just it, it feels like it feels like a whole lot of wasted time not just from the player's perspective but from a development perspective you know I don't know yeah uh fair i've heard roy laughing at me through this whole thing roy <laughs> share your thoughts on the wonderful magic that is the highford's cash quest okay so first uh like you do beep beep mana hive go back like 10 minutes before kai started talking about this thing and put in like a uh, spoiler alert in the audio just saying um wow uh when i yeah when i first saw this thing was gonna well, I guess when I was first reminded that this thing was going to turn back on and open up, and I had high hopes for this. Uh, and I just, man, I'm, I am, I, I just feel a bit sad, I guess, because uh, it, in the last two, three weeks, it sort of felt like after the, you know, the, the Led Zeppelin of Odyssey crashed uh that maybe there was some new life being breathed into things and you know update six had some cool stuff and i saw the new uis this week uh finally and they look pretty good and then this thing was like oh this could be the big thing that um starts to revive some lore and damn it guys can't you test this shit like really um and and yeah i think the whole thing about going back and forth from the bubble to colonia in a in a in an earlier age may have been more forgiven, but um, it just, you know, really the, the, the handful of people that are still playing this game are probably a bit sensitive <laughs> to, to things being done wrong. And, and uh, they probably need to double check their work uh, after, mm. you know, when you roll something like this out, because it's under such scrutiny that every misstep is going to be a hundred times worse than it might've been otherwise. And, uh, I'm I'm still pulling I'm still pulling for this game, but it's just disheartening when when something that could be really awesome, they're just sort of stumbling over themselves. I could say that much more crudely, but uh, yeah, um, double check this stuff even if it's a week later, two weeks later, a month later, because you you need to be sign kind of hitting the mark here. If we're gonna dig out of a hole with this game, you need to be continuously hitting the mark. And this one this one's a bit sketchy. This one's a bit sketchy. I I hope. I hope there's a big payoff at the end of this quest, because uh, yeah, the other shoe will drop and people will be even angrier. So, Roy, yeah, drink more Ovaltine. <laughs> um, news update: the six and twenty-five grain bourbon whiskey you, you heard a minute ago was gone. Pops McCann triple distilled single grain finished in American bourbon barrel also gone. Uh, it's been it's been a night. Um, I'm I'm out of whiskeys, but I still. Oh have, God! I, I, it's it's okay. I've got a bottle of vodka close by, so it's my emergency. Oh, the reserve. Good yep. thing. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. I say F F F Dev is driving you to drink more. That's always a good idea. Uh, so oh, I cringe, but here it comes. Tweet. Well, <laughs> don't hold don't back, brother. Tell the truth. I don't know if everybody knows, but we have a Thursday night prep meeting right prep meeting for the show <laughs> and i was kind of not saying nice things about this event and kai's like no no you gotta let me have this one no nope. gotta 
No, 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 no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I want to clarify something because you brought that up twice now. Tweaked. You have to be nice to Frontier when Roy is reading out the community bits and whatever, and we're trying to fucking be polite. In the discussion topic, you own your feels, brother. You speak the truth, and whatever it is, I back you. All right, the truth, my feels, there better be a freaking payoff for this. Like like Astro said, to send people all the way to Colonia, and that's no small feat. And then to, to only say, oh, by the way, you got to go back to Bernard's Loop by the bubble. Uh, that's that's dirty. That's that's awful. And my biggest fear with this, I mean, I read all the, the, the spoiler-ridden posts and everything, and it's kind of a cool story. But my fear is, along with all of their other cool stories, it's not going to result in anything. If I'm wrong, if I... Right, assuming Zeno. If it could be anything like a, a human hybrid Thargoid or it could be a bugs on the ground FPS action. If it turns into some kind of gameplay, then great. Absolutely great. But my fear is it's going to be listening posts and that's it. So Burr believes that this is leading to the Orthrus. And that would be cool if it did, but even if that's the case, that has to mean... It can't just be that, oh, we see an Orthrus and then... da 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 It has to, like, be a meaningful build to, a th like, something. Um, we're going to close out this and Elite Dangerous with my man Wolf. Go for it. Two weeks ago, my entire schedule for playing games got completely screwed by real life. Shit happens. I get it. I am now heading out to Colonia to go see stuff. I added some stuff on because I know a little bit of what's going on. I've not read all the spoilers, blah, blah, blah. I want to do this myself. I want to see what's going on. Like tweaked, for the love of God, I hope that this isn't the end of this storyline. I want something to come out of it. And for fuck's sake, FDev, if you think if you really think your dick is that long that you can just do whatever you want, I hope to God you're not gonna step on it and trip and fall down a flight of stairs because you've set up something good. For fuck's sake, finally it's good. Oh, robot boy ends with robotness. That's the perfect way to end this segment. But you know what? I'm actually gonna throw back to my man Astro. You're here, you're with us tonight, and, you know, redeem me. Say make, say something to make all my shit better. I don't know. Make me, give me hope, brother. Give me hope. You want me to go again on the, <laughs> on the, on the cash? Anything, or... anything. Yeah, just something to leave us with a little bit of something other than negativity on Elite. I'm trying to find the good in Elite, and it's, it's hard these days. I think the the thing that's still okay. I have I have one little thing. So I've been uh, I've been collecting um, I've been collecting real life opinion polls. Mm. Uh, I've been asking people after every update for just been doing what their overall opinion has been: mm. um, positive, negative, uh, or neutral. Mm. And pretty much since launch, it's been downhill. And the 
there's been a growing number of people who have been uh, been, been negative. There's a shrinking number of people who have been uh, been positive. After update six was the first time that flipped, and we saw an increase in the number of people being positive and a decrease in the number of people being negative. Okay. It was a small change, but it was the first time that it flipped the other way. All I right. felt that. Yeah. And I have I have high hopes for update seven. I mean, so far the updates they've been doing, um, I mean update one to six, it's been good updates. They've been doing good work. Um, wish wish update uh, zero has been as good, but um, mm. well, we're here now, and I hope that uh, with update seven that we're going to continue to see uh, to see that being positively received. See, Denmark people are nice people. We should mention real quick, too, that they've said that uh, they're going to be, next week, they're going to be releasing the next development updates. So yeah. they're going to talk about update seven and things to come afterwards. <laughs> next so week, next week in September, they're going to release the August update. Yes. Uh, I'll add in another positive thing mm. from an outside perspective. This is the first time that I've heard FDev in a long time come out and say, we hear you, we messed up, we're going to fix this. From, you know, months back when, when, they, when they first started to address these issues. And based off of the sentiment that I've seen so far, it's baby steps. It's going to take them some time. They'll get better. And it seems like they're finally taking that into, into consideration. So this is some hope. I like, I like, I want more space games. More space games is good, and a healthy elite is a good is a good idea for everybody involved oh, who likes video games. So. I definitely want that. I'm just not willing to lie about it. But yeah, I want it for sure. All right. I, I yeah. I, I think I think it's possible. I think this is it's it's it takes a big a, a big person to admit we messed up and we're going to try to fix this. Fair. And you know, FDEV's been around a long time, so I, I think. I think they got this, but that's just me. <laughs> Fair. That takes us to real life science. Take it away, Roy. Yeah. Uh, can you play the clip? Uh, and mm -hmm. then, uh, I'll talk over it here. So um, time crystals <clears throat> in a first scientists have managed to capture video footage of a space time crystal, also known as an STC or simply a time crystal, revealing the eerie pulsations of this very trippy phase of matter. Um, this was captured by uh, a machine called Maximus, a scanning transmission X-ray microscope at Helmholtz Zentrum Berlin. And this footage provides an unprecedented glimpse of the behavior of these novel time crystals, which were experimentally created in laboratory conditions for the first time in 2016. It's wild to look at. It's like one of those, um, I don't know, you can kind of look at that and kind of get lost in your thoughts if, you, if you're watching us live here or the, or the YouTube. Mm. Very good, there it is. Um, you may be wondering, um, you know, what the hell is a time crystal? Uh, the short version of this is these are objects exhibit the properties of crystals in time as well as space. So uh, in the same way that the atomic lattice of a crystal repeats regular patterns in space, 
time crystals repeat regular patterns in time. Um, in practical terms, this means that time crystals show what's called tem temporal periodicity, uh, in which they oscillate between one configuration and another, like clockwork. Uh, and for this reason, scientists have speculated they could eventually be used as timekeeping devices or as a future means to store memory in quantum computers. So this uh, German and Polish team created their time crystal from magnons, um, which are quasi-particles associated with the spin wave of electrons within a magnetic material. Man, I feel like I'm on a Star Trek episode explaining why this subspace disturbance happened. Um, in an email, Traeger, uh, I guess one of the authors, suggested that an easier way to think about this uh, this concept is to imagine magnons as being analogous to photons. That's so what I same... do. <laughs> yeah, like you do. In the same way that photons are the quantization of light, a magnon is the quantization of the spin wave inside a magnetic material. Um, so if you're still tracking with us, uh, magnons... In summary here, magnons are the ideal candidate for the observation of such space-time crystalline formations because they're comparatively large and they're directly measurable with a microscope, like you can look at these things. Um, additionally, the generation of magnons can be easily done at room temperature, uh, which is a major advantage. So I don't know, maybe you can whip some of these up in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. uh, the team wants to gain a more fundamental understanding of the time oscillation of a space-time crystal. Who does Including, well, I, I think there's a team on level 25 in Cheyenne Mountain uh, working on this as well. Including the interactions of this <laughs> magnonic space-time crystal with other magnons. Who knows what happens when magnons get together? Carter which knows. <laughs> which, which is described in the paper. Some fun oscillations, I'm sure. Um, the possibilities for applications in the future are difficult to foresee, uh, the author concluded. One can imagine a scenario where, for example, cars only communicate with each other by radar signals and magnonic space-time crystals and it could, you know, could act as an efficient component in such systems. Or who knows? You put these in a ring and maybe it opens a wormhole to a distant system. One of the two. Yeah. Uh, TLDR. Uh, it's them little gems. What are in the Infinity Gauntlet? Uh, all right. Yeah, that's some. That's the craziest thing I think I've talked about on this show. And that the the hilarious shit is we're not talking about an episode of Stargate. That's real. Yeah, science. this is real. Yeah, that's crazy stuff. People are making crystals that de defy the laws of like eh, time is a one way thing going forward, or maybe it's not. What do I know? All right. Uh, we're going to skip space in the media this week, and we're going to move, and we're going to skip the other uh, science stories because we got to get to Roy's stories and get out tonight. People needs to go to bed. So here we go. We now return to Roy's stories, season three, Tales from Tawanta, episode five, The Fighter Pilot. Wilson Port, Tawanta, 3305, July 18, 1815 hours, Galactic Standard Time. 
Captain Fredericks stepped up to the podium in the official Tawanta Order pilot's briefing room and surveyed the assembled pilots. There were about 30 in attendance, including a spec ops wing. Our objective for these engagements is simple. We need to cause as much damage to the Bavarian Protectorate fleet as possible. They are numerically inferior to us and are stretched the field forces to each conflict zone. Taking out their large ships should be priority. These will be difficult to replace. She put up a slide with a picture of two anacondas. These are the Dauntless and the Liberator. Intelligence believes that they will be present in the next engagement. Destroying these will deal a major blow to the enemy. There's also likely to be one or more independent pilots supporting them. Destroying these will also be a major blow to the enemy. Be aware, they fly heavily modded ships and utilize unconventional tactics. Here's what we know. Captain Fredericks walked the pilots through all the intel that had been gathered about the independent pilots in the space of about 20 minutes. Well, launch time is in 2100. Good hunting, pilots. Conflict zone near Macomb City, Tawanta, 3305, July 18, 2017 hours, Galactic Standard Time. Jennifer N., Special Ops Wing Beta pilot, took stock as she dropped into the conflict zone. Plenty of ships already engaged in combat. Her wing had dropped in about a minute behind the main force and was about nine clicks from the center of the fighting. Jennifer cycled through the enemy contacts. No sign of the Dauntless or Liberator. But she did detect two independent pilots, Commander Thomason and Commander Burr, flying a Type 10 and an Anaconda, respectively. Delta, follow me and engage Commander Burr. Beta, Gamma, engage the Type 10. Jennifer pushed the throttle to full in her Vulture on her way to the Type 10. There were a trio of enemy eagles. Jennifer targeted the nearest one and pulled her trigger. Her large gimbaled pulse laser erupted to life. They were heavily engineered and had a phasing effect which allowed some of the energy to bypass the target's shields. The eagle tried some evasive maneuvers, but Jennifer was by far the more experienced pilot and was able to anticipate the eagle's every move. In about 10 seconds, the dogfight was over. She then closed in on the Type 10 of Commander Thomason and opened fire. The ASP took out the other eagles and continued to work on the last one. An unengaged eagle could be a right pain. Best to get rid of it before committing to the main target. Her lasers flared on the Type 10's shield. It continued to attack the Viper it was targeting. Two beam turrets and four multi-cannon turrets rained fire into the unfortunate Viper. She continued raining fire on the Type 10. She was doing damage, but slowly. The Type 10 finished off the Viper and then targeted her. The turrets turned towards her and opened fire. The Vulture's shields flared. The Type 10 turned to face her and three railguns discharged in her direction, narrowly missing her. Run, Miss, that was close, she said to herself. Over the course of the next five minutes, the two ships circled each other, blasting at each other's shields. Both pilots used shield cells to reinforce their shields. Both ships were blown to the last ring. Jennifer had no idea how the rest of the battle was going. All her attention was needed for this dogfight. Suddenly, the shields on the left-hand side of her vulture flared. Another ship was joining the engagement. She glanced at the contacts panel. It was another independent pilot, Commander Bob 48, in his Federal Corvette. Her shields failed under the onslaught of the Corvette's pulse laser and multi-cannons. The distraction allowed Commander Thomason to bring his railguns to bear. She was in real trouble. She finally glanced their tactical display properly for the first time in a few minutes. It was a sea of red triangles. Her side were being slaughtered. 
None of the rest of the wing was visible. She presumed they were destroyed. She boosted away, trying to put distance between the two commanders taking hits from both sides as she did so. She wasn't able to outrun the corvette, however, and a second corvette flown by Commander Lord Tywin joined the pursuit. Thrusters offline, intoned her Kovas. at 25%. No, 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 this cannot be happening. She tried going into silent running mode. However, the corvettes were too close. They rained fire into her tumbling vulture. Judson Station, Mizar, 3305, July 21st, 2100, two hours, Galactic Standard Time. Jennifer walked down the ramp of the passenger ship in Judson Station. The past few days had been a whirlwind. Her escape pod had been picked up by an independent search and rescue ship that had delivered her to Velbin Hub in Rohrbrunner. Standard operating procedure would have been to report back to the order. They'd send a ship to pick her up and she'd get back into the flight rotation. However, the war against the Burian Protectorate was not one that could be won. And she knew that she wouldn't be as lucky as she was twice. So, she deserted. She got a job as a ship-launched fighter pilot on an Anaconda escort vessel for a convoy of Type 9s heading to some place called the Witchhead Nebula. It was well outside of the human-inhabited bubble of space. She'd be quiet and dull. She could live with that for a few months. And if there was trouble, well, she'd be on the biggest, baddest ship out there. Big salute to Monohive, who is in the live chat. Definitely give everybody, give Monohive some love for the work that he did on the post-production and editing and sound and songs. And all. He's also been doing original music for a number of these episodes. Like, he is knocking it out of the park. Hell yeah, yes. He's amazing. Hell yes. Big, big love to Monohive, who is now officially, I think, the co-host of algorithm am like he he hosted the last like four episodes in a row and then just this week uh, uh i flip it a switch came back and uh and hosted one but flip literally said on the starting he's like yeah man i think monohive is now officially the co-host he's he's you know and and monohive is going to be our guest not next week. Next week we're gonna have Lady Jade and Lady Raincloud, but uh, the week after that we're gonna have Monahive as our guest, and the week after that we're gonna have Orison and uh, Chad Lozan. So we got some good stuff lined up. I hope you guys are are down for it. Um, let's say good night to the beautiful people. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> skip the state of the game, and we're just cause it's it's not even fair at this point. Um. <laughs> We're going to just uh, give our closing thoughts and say goodnight to the beautiful people. We're going to start with down-to-earth astronomy. Do you have any closing thoughts? And if not, say goodnight to the beautiful people. No, I think I'll just uh, say, say goodnight and uh, thanks for having me. Uh, a little spontaneous, but uh, we, always happy to drop by. We always love having you. And I'm going to twist your arm and we're going to figure out a way to get you in a new world and get you 
onto the Sunday show, up onto the cast of the Sunday show. I want you and Astro Pub as well. I want. I'm gonna. <laughs> so basically, what we're gonna do on the Sunday show is it's gonna be three to four people on any given week. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no less than two. No more than four because. One person doing a podcast sucks, and five people or more doing a podcast, it gets to the point where you need to kind of do what we do on this show, where we have like the dot system and a, and a moderator and whatever. Whereas if you just have three to four people, ideally three, but you could stretch it to four, you can kind of, everybody just talks. It's no prep. It's just relaxed. We're going to talk about space games, cool nerd shit on TVs, movies, sci-fi stuff, and new world and i now that i know that you're a new world fanboy i want to get you (laughs) i want to get you in the group so that just randomly you can raise your hand to say you know hey yeah i'll come in tomorrow and we'll talk some new world we'll have some fun so yeah um on that note paul astropub say good night to the beautiful people and do you have any closing thoughts at all you'd like to leave us with uh it with new world coming out and all these independent space games being produced and you know things like uh Everspace two getting updates and star citizen heading into, into new and brighter, brighter things. Mm-hmm. It is a great time to be a gamer uh, uh, right now, especially with spoiled for choice with such good options coming out. So uh, good night to everyone. Sleep dreams, uh, sweet dreams. Uh, may your, your hangovers be minimal tomorrow morning, September 8th through 11th, three day beta for new world, September 24th, uh, or sorry, September 24th. Yeah. Uh, The first three episodes on Apple TV of Foundation Season 1. September 28th, New World launches. October fucking 9th, Sitcon. October 10th, Dune. And if they keep up with the the previous whatever, December 10th through 15th-ish, somewhere in there, the week before Christmas, is, is The Expanse. God damn, my nerd boner is so fucking hard that the desk is leaning away from me at this point. Wolf, time to be a nerd. Hell yeah, <laughs> Wolf. Say goodnight to the beautiful people and give us your closing thoughts on anything you'd like to add. Oh, poor robot boy. I, I, oh. I can speak robot. Let me let me translate it for him. <clears throat> Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining. I know it was a bit negative, but I rest assured, I really do still love Elite. I wouldn't be flying out to Colonia in my D8, uh, DBX if I didn't. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Well You're done. good that at that. Good. Wow. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Tweaked, your closing thoughts. I am having a ball in Star Citizen. I hope something can bring me back to Elite, but I, I, I don't know. We'll see about that, but I will see everybody in the verse and uh, Nanu Nanu. Nanu Nanu. <sighs> Roy, give us some Closing thoughts, Canadian style. <laughs> well, hey, I'm still pulling for Elite. I'm still exploring, and I I am still hoping they pull this out of the fire. So I haven't lost hope yet. Uh, I do want to give shout-outs to uh, Kai for your narration and Commander's Fembot, Bitbot2000, and Fantastic Spork for their voice acting in tonight's episode. And again, especially to Monahive. Uh, when I heard what you did with this episode, I had goosebumps. It was awesome. Thank you so much for for your effort and everybody's efforts on on this. So, that ex- and uh, I'll see everybody in the verses. That explains it. I was like, this narrator sounds like an asshole. All right. Uh, <laughs> for me, I'm gonna say, as Bill and Ted once said, "Be excellent." <laughs>
to each other. And I'm going to leave you with my closing thought, which is that, uh, as I said, uh, our uh, closing musical piece is going to be by a hero of mine, Stanley Jordan. This is Black Guitar Jesus, and you're about to see why. If you've never heard of Stanley Jordan, go and Google this person and look look them up and, and get into all of their music because they are beautiful. Here we go, guys. Oh, and uh, after the show, uh, hop in the uh, Discord. We're going to post the Discord link in the chat and come and hang out with us for the after party. Good night, everybody. I love you. Especially, especially you.
You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.